Hello and welcome to the Glorious Bards adventure number six. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. I don't know six. Damn it. Sace, I know that. I'm from Arizona. So, hi, welcome. So excited to have you here. We are coming to you live on twitch.tv slash Bards every single Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Uh, glad to have you here. We are going to be delving more into this crazy city of Almithra and seeing where our adventures take us next. Uh, again, thanks for all the support and for joining us. Without further ado, let's get a quick introduction of who our heroes are. Let's begin with our wizard, whose name I totally have in all <laughs> ways right now as, and I really have this, which is really cool. His name is Valamir Almarin Grayspell III. Valamir Almarin Grayspell III. Fabulous wizard extraordinaire. Thank you. All right. <laughs> That's, that's on his birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bow on that F. <laughs> Almarin. Almarin. And uh, sitting next to you is our uh, hapling bard, Aragus Willoughby. Say yes. hi, Aragus. Aragus Willoughby. I'll be here all week or until a dragon decides to eat me. All right. And we have our... Uh, you're not a machine. You're not a construct. But you're a warforged cleric by the name of Vessel. I am Vessel. I watch over those in my charge. With the blessing of Selene, let us go forth. And we have your close friend, the artificer hapling Fiona Templepot. Well, Fiona, big Vessel walking through the forest, laughing back and forth to what the other has to say. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. Oodle lolly. That's the best ever. All right. And then we have uh, Cole, one of our two and Goliath, I have to learn that. Our two Goliath uh, uh, brothers. And this is Cole the Fighter. Yeah, Cole Boulderfall. I'm the biggest one in the entire group. I am the strongest in the entire group. And don't let my little brother tell you otherwise. And Cole, speaking of your brother, he's not here today. Where is he? I made sure he was not here. All right. All the interests belong to me. I'm sure he'll be back with us soon. Uh, all right, well, let's get underway with a recap of what happened last time from Seth. Hello! The gang, having dispatched the Shadow Warpers in Valador's Manor, get to asking her questions about these monsters. She unfortunately does not remember or does not know much about them or what they are trying to do. Out of Leeds, the adventurers head back to the Church of Selene to see if they can learn anything from the tomb of Talon Basquiat. After some bumble-fucking around, some costume changes, and some pissing off of a very irritating priest, the adventurers sneak their way down beneath the church into the crypts. There they find a handful of the Shade Warpers, as well as a new enemy, a Fellshade. The shadows are once again performing a ritual like they, like they previously have done with the books. This time, it is on an ancient sword and a necklace above Lord Basquiat's crypt. There is also a rift portal to another dimension? It's unclear. In the midst of the battle, Cole jumps into this rift in a bloodlust, chasing a shade warper. He was dumb. <laughs> 
While he is in this otherworldly plane, he draws the attention of a lich. Oh, goody. Um, he gets back through, and Vessel seals the rift just before hell comes with him. And that, my friends and foes, is where the adventure begins. Beneath the church of Soline in the city of Almithra, our heroes are recovering from the battle with the dead. They have slain several of these shades, a strange creature called a fell shade, uh, casting nasty magic, having dropped them all and barely escaped from the clutches of this lich from another realm. The heroes are now scurrying rapidly out of this crypt. Two things come of note from this. Number one is that our dear paladin, Caven collapses to the ground, somehow overwhelmed by the negative magic from this uh, death creature. Uh, he is breathing, he is conscious, but is totally uh, knocked out at least for the next week and is uh, totally uh, indisposed for what is uh, what has happened. Uh, you don't think it'll be permanent, but it is certainly um, disconcerting. His brother also has something of note, for his brother has the necklace taken from the, uh, the tomb of Talon Baskir. This necklace, some of you can see as he clings to it uh, desperately as he runs, there are several gems uh, that make up this necklace. There are four red ones and a single black gem. Two of the red gems look like they have faded into a much duller red color, and a third red gem now fades into the dull color as well. What that means, you do not know. You all running up the stairs, uh, you see Caven uh, bring up the rear crash, and you gather around him and try and make heads or tails of uh, everything that's going on. What do you want to do or say? Fiona has the hilt of the destroyed weapon as well. The sword from the tomb, yeah. yes. Okay. Aragus immediately Caven. Sorry. Sorry. Cole, put that down. What, Caven? <clears throat> the necklace and your brother. Ah, uh, fine. Cole drops the necklace, uh, but goes over to Caven and can't believe this is happening again. And like we'll hoist him up and, and carry him over the shoulder and just yeah. And this this ready. has happened from time to time. It's kinda of like a sleep, like a patina style sleep. It happens from time to time. <laughs> he gets very, very rigid, yeah. very stone. Kind of deflated though at the same yeah. time. Um Ergus immediately takes off his kerchief and wraps the necklace and like picks it up and like makes sure it's like folded so no one can touch it. All like, right. With their bare hands. Just Put on my latex clothes. Yeah. And it's on the steps there, or are you uh, taking it? I'm, I'm like, have him, like, put it into my kerchief hand, and I'll wrap it, like, in my hand. And, um, and do what with it? Uh, I'm going to propose. Well, like... <laughs> are you reaching out for it? <laughs> if no one objects, we put this in the bag of holding. Otherwise, anyone can carry it. 
But I don't think we should do it. You just told me to put it down! I don't think we should touch it with our bare hands just yet until we know exactly what this is. Cole takes off his socks. <laughs> it is or, or not the living ones. Of spirits, um, I believe that... What it does then. The uh, We've advanced up and out of the crypt. We're beyond the door. We've closed the, the door. That no, you're in the stairwell yeah, just, just outside. Of in, you've gone past that glyph barrier without okay. any ill effect. I think one of the first things we should do is get Cole... Get, you brothers look so much alike! That's get, racist! Get, <laughs> Well, if it's true, get Caven to rest. <laughs> you hear footsteps wow. pounding, a uh, bunch of footsteps pounding down the corridor uh, that leads down to your area. And through a big open door you guys came through comes Priest Pamet, uh, who you've talked to before. And uh, he's an elf with very tightly cut hair, very proper looking and he was giving a sermon uh, as you guys were coming in, and there are several other acolytes uh, in tow. They come running in with very concerned looks. And Priest Pamet says, what is happening here? Uh, Aragus puts the necklace in his pocket and <laughs> yeah. shift away. He um, blows his nose. <laughs> yeah. Still goes ah! on the neck. <laughs> I sneeze artifacts. <laughs> Black dust comes up. Um, I'm still wearing um, an acolyte uh, uh, robes uh, from my disguise kit from mm -hmm. the previous episode. Uh, so I immediately kind of go up to him, still somewhat uh, hooded, um, and with Vessel and um, and Cole and Caven obviously looking... Uh, um, Cole is wearing Vessel's robe. Robe is... Okay. Or Vessel right. is now without his robe. Okay, well, I would imagine... Does that help he scene at all? Well, uh, that... Uh, helps me more now that I know Cole's also wearing the uniform. We kind of approach and just say, One of us, one of the uh, acolytes, was... it actually just comes down to like middle of the <laughs> chest, but you know, whatever. The tunic, <laughs> the crypts, Alter top. the crypts. There was something in the crypt. We must seal this door for good. I've we... sensed something terribly wrong happening down here. Our, our friend was terribly injured. We must figure out what exactly has happened. You must excuse us. He says, no, you all stay here and let's get to the bottom of this. First of all, who are all of you? I recognize some of you, I think. Yes, of course, dear priest. We, I, forgive me. I let some friends into the crypt. It was not a wise decision, but. And who are you? He dramatically reveals your hood, accidentally poking in the eye. Sorry. Who are you? <laughs> oh, I am. I mean, no harm, no... Nothing at all, I... I think Arrogance. now is a good time for honesty. Yes, yes, quite right, dear boy. Dear priest, I have imagined killing every single one of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I greet people. Do you know how many exits there are? I can tell you just now. Um, I'll say to him, I, my name is Arrogus Willoughby. Bard of Elmithra, and consort of the Luminae Academy. With my friends here, we have been investigating a, a demonic source of magic, something dark and sinister. It led us to the crypts in which we found not one, but multiple shadow warpers. And even worse than that, a portal to another land. 
If you don't believe me, talk with my friend Cole. Make a persuasion roll with advantage, please. Advantage persuasion. Uh, okay, that is a... Uh, persuasion is a total of 11. That would be a great <laughs> time. I'll use my DM inspiration. Get out right. Sixteen. He says, this is uh, grave news. And you're here on on behalf of the Academy? Yes. You want me to deceive you, but it would appear to be the only way to access the knowledge of this Well, I will give you the benefit of the doubt for now, as I trust the Academy. And what threat do we face now? I sense something terribly evil. It is a worse face than I have yet seen. You must ask him. Yes, you, Cole, Cole. Koala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Things are going weird over here. And my brother, no, my brother, will no one pay attention to this paladin of Soline? Okay, I think we're good. Had some fun transitions happening. Okay. Out of the blue. Um,. Vessel will take uh, uh, Kaven from your arms. <laughs> Just stiff hand over, yep. shoulder to shoulder. All right, look, there is another place, the land of the undead that I can tell you. There were ghosts that were there, and there was a powerful wizard that looked very, very not alive. Uh, he came after me, and we got out just in time. If it weren't for Vessel, the portal would still have been open. We had no other ways of closing it without the help of Selene. And what was it? From what I could tell, it was a powerful wizard and mage who was dead or decaying. I would but vessel... I was in a land that was all blue. There were blue buildings and there were stars in the sky. Where it was dark like there would have been stars, but they weren't really there. And... All of the residents, all the ones that are looking at me, this is where the Shade Warpers were coming from, and there were ghosts that were there. They're like like people, but I could see through them. Like they weren't people, like they were dead. Would Terrible. Vessel, yes, go ahead. Uh, would Vessel know the creature, given how close he was in proximity looking? Uh, if you make yeah. an Arcana 7 roll. Arcana 7? Uh-huh. It's right yeah. up my alley. I was going to describe it, not know what it is, but yeah. Uh, with no modifier or with a modifier, modifier, arcana cannot be anything. It's a minus 115. All right. You absolutely <laughs> know what it is from the descriptions everyone's mentioned and a glimpse yourself. That creature could only be a lich. A lich. A lich. A lich. There's an echo. <laughs> Check the audio, Jeremy. If you got a problem with the audio. I believe it's lich. <laughs> it was a, a regal figure. Most sinister I, shadows about. I cannot imagine why such a creature would want to be in our crypt, but I can assure you nothing that evil could ever penetrate the consecrated ground of Soline. Whatever it is, it has to do with the ancient families of this city. We've already visited one, and there were demonic sources within that home as well. It is the very place from where we came. There have been several places where strange rituals have been performed, and this is one of those now. 
What family do you speak of? The Lady Verador and the Basquier family. So this was down beneath it, uh, the Basquier crypt? Lord Talon himself. His corpse was floating amongst the relics. We can take you and show you. Take me. Show me. It's kind of creepy. Are you sure? Cole leads the way. <laughs> he comes close to you, Aragus, sides up next to you in a buddy-buddy fashion and says, This is much distressing. Uh, the high priest is gone, and I'm not even supposed to be here today. Been trying to burn that one in for 13 episodes. <laughs> we thought he was too much of an asshole last week, so we had to make him melt it out a little bit. <laughs> How many lich dicks did you suck <laughs> on your way out the temple? <laughs> you know, there's an equation for the amount, the amount you can get. He uh, go down, uh, goes downstairs and says, uh, "What exactly was the 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 effort of uh, that you were doing here on behalf of the uh, of the academy?" Oh my! I can sense something foul was here. We us, we have joined with the academy as simple adventurers seeking scrolls and ancient relics of a kind. It appears that uh, we have a need for more serious ventures now in order to protect the very realm in which we live. He seemed to have stumbled upon something that is more in-depth than just a simple matter now. It, it appears it is a great mystery which will take some time, the little that it appears we do have, but we must prepare for something great to come. Many of the holy glyphs have been disturbed. This crypt will need to be reconsecrated. I agree. We will get on that immediately. Oh, the artifacts are gone. He says at now at the coffin of Talon Baskir. All gone, he says, looking <laughs> into each hero's eyes. When we came down, there was a ritual that was happening here, like we mentioned. And the large portal was there. And... Were the artifacts the necklace and a sword? Yes. They were floating in the air being destroyed. Those were powerful. They were they were used by Talon Baskir himself, chronicled by a great historian over the years. They were very, very important. Chronicled by what historian, sir? Uh, Govish was his name. And what books might have that matter? I cannot recall. He looks at some of his acolytes. They all shake their heads no. Is that not information you should indeed recall? It's his. It was. It's his day off now. It's his day off. No, I'm. I'm. I'm saying there may be something bigger afoot. I, I'm sorry. There is no insult meant, sir. Um, well, just give me a second. I can't roll lower than a two. <laughs> there, these creatures seem to be attempting to erase or destroy some bit of history, and I believe. It has something to do with the Basquiers and, and their founding and what Talon had done to f previously defeat the dead. So, and I think they're trying to erase that information so that whatever weakness he discovered is not there anymore, not visible, not known. We must seek that information. 
You seek a great deal of trouble then. You are braver than you look. I have, no offense. Oh, really? <laughs> I have been told that before, in fact. They said skinnier. Oh, that as well. Well, we it's are in the robe, we, we I are, assure you. <laughs> we are in your debt then. You have saved this church from certain doom and trouble. Well, think nothing of it. I expect the trouble is not yet over, but hopefully within these walls it is. Well, where did you get that robe there? I found it in the broom closet, of course. Well, then we'll we'll take it from you. And that one, he says to Cole. Oh, this isn't but mine. That... <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding it for a friend who's holding my friend. He and takes you... the robe from Ergus. And you... Oh! <laughs> you, you cover up your pants. <laughs> your pants. <laughs> My pants. I'm trying to remember exactly where we actually did get that rope from. He stole it. You Off stole the hook. It. Okay. The, the yeah. young. Nothing dramatic. Okay, I didn't know if we had like um, somebody tied There's up. There's not a bloody acolyte somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that we had to be like. Oh, by the way. Gather up so-and-so. <laughs> We're only level two, man. That's a level five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we will get to work consecrating this area once again. And uh, if I have uh, need of more questions, how do I find you all? You, you can contact us at the, uh, at the university. The Lumine Academy? The Academy, Associate yeah. Professor Galaceras. I did not look at my notes for that Ooh. one. <laughs> I just have to get it going and then I can say it. Videl. <laughs> Videl uh, Vassal approaches the acolytes that are standing off in the corner behind the priest. Yes. And he hands them a bundle of ash and bone, which is the remains of the fell shade. Okay. This must be consecrated as well, lest it come alive again. Uh, the acolyte says, uh, thanks, and they take it, and not quite sure and what it is. tremble. <laughs> Why? Why did the robot talk to me? <laughs> the priest, Pamet, says, uh, and what has happened to that one? To the unconscious Goliath. He's tired. He needs some rest. He gave his all for this church. You saw earlier how important his duties were to Sorin. And Some of you look a bit worse for the wear. Why don't you come upstairs and we can give you some aid? Thank you. Uh, he takes you all upstairs. They provide you with some very basic uh, food from the mess area that they have for just the priests. And then there's a quiet uh, respite area for uh, some outsiders, a couple beds uh, and some soft chairs. You guys are there. They bring in some fresh water and some wine and some minor spells are cast upon you all. Uh, bringing you all back up to your full hit points. Nice. Yeah. For some reason, it does not work on this Goliath. <laughs> if you'd like, he can rest here for the time being. I think that would be appropriate. I would appreciate that. Thank you. He's my brother. Then he'll remain at 12 then until he comes back. Please he's, look for him. He's fully healed. Oh, he he just won't be conscious. Right. Mostly. He and here's a... your ticket. He gives it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 248. What if I lose this? Can I still... There's a lot of Goliaths in here. <laughs> We're not responsible for any for all the contents of your Goliath being there when you get back. You have to pay the maximum amount. Please make sure to secure your Goliath before departing. All right. What would you guys like to do? 
What time of day is it? It was later in the day. I think when you guys last yeah. 17 days later. Even we should uh, get back report. What's that? What are you going to say? Oh, we should make, should we check in at the academy? Again, I don't think they want to see us. However, it might be important to let them know what we found. Yeah. I don't know that we have a choice, dear boy. Well, I mean, we are not beholden to the Illuminae Academy as such. We do have some choice in the matter, but I do you, believe it yes, is still a worthy well, thing by, to do. But By I that, I only mean that we do not have the, the, the spells nor the ability to read into the details we have just yet. We must seek a greater source for information. I am very intrigued to look into some books upon... Uh, let me take a look at my notes. I know I wrote it down Go very Back to recently. the Academy? Yeah, let's go. All right, you guys head not back to the go. academy. Cole, you are carry not carrying your brother, so he's being left at the church. Go right. Go uh, as you are heading back, uh, two things are uh, one thing is of note. As you are walking back, Cole, you are walking along and playfully excitedly buying a little treat here of some bread or that just not paying too much attention skipping a bit in some mud and <laughs> run smack into a soldier a city guardsman like like i just like plow into him plow into him and he goes back a couple steps he doesn't have a choice he's very small i'm yeah. assuming ah <laughs> uh, so sorry he says yeah yes you should be. Watch where you're going. I was watching in a different direction. Ah, you all right? He says, I'm more concerned about you. And he points around you, which is some feet. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> says, I've been getting word that some people, mercenaries, have been wandering around town stirring up a little bit of trouble more than they should well thank you for letting us know we will keep an eye no, out for no, them no <laughs> and i think you my robe wearing friend pointing to you and to the cleric who i believe has his robe on now uh yeah might be the culprits word has it that spells are being cast dare i say willy nilly that's a legal <laughs> term <laughs> This will not be tolerated within the city walls if you are casting spells recklessly. And if I find you have anything at all to do with this, you will be fined to the fullest extent of the law of two gold pieces per spell. Indeed, sir. Thank what? you for your service. What spells have been cast? Like dangerous ones? Something magical was done that slew several innocent tavern goers the other day strange you know nothing of this of course not good sir why me did you say it slew them like they're dead 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 most foul as my weird idioms go <laughs> <laughs> which tavern was that he looks at you and says you do not know I've not heard of this at all, though I have friends at the uh, Wet Trumpet. 
and I was afraid it would may have been anyone there. It is the wet fiddler, dear boy. And Aragus pushes <laughs> his way through the group in front of the guard. Dear, in between dear my knees. friend, mm-hmm. we know nothing of this violence. We have just come from fighting a monster um, ourselves. Ooh, that's... He's just making stories up now, right in front a of A monster, you say? Monster's so foul, it left one of us behind. And... You can ask the Church of Solid. How did you defeat this monster? Because I don't see all of you with blades and shields. The one of us... Ergo magic! (laughs) The one of us who fought, you will find his body resting at the Church of Solid. You will find him there for some time, resting very well. And he is this spellcaster? He casts nothing of the sort but divine spells. Hence, his location at the church itself. I do not like your tone whatsoever. I do not like your accusation. Hey, okay. Uh, yeah. You don't need to yell at everybody. And, and like, I'm not yelling. Cold is like, <laughs> like, like, come on. Vessel has produced popcorn. I have a projecting voice. You got to let me project. <laughs> You'll know when he's yelling. <laughs> he comes storming over to you and towers over the halfling Aragus. We don't know him. <laughs> not with him. And he pokes you in the forehead with a gauntleted finger and says, Listen here, Hapling. You will not take that attitude with the city guard or you will pay an even heftier price. Our city towers are more than accommodating for the likes of you. Ergus pulls out two gold. If you want your gold, I will give it to you now. But I will not be harassed. Cole reaches down at the same time and pokes... This the soldier in the forehead the exact same oh, way. Same no. angle. Bunk. Alright, he turns around and backhands you for no damage, but smacks you in the upper chest. Heading going for your face, but gets your upper chest instead. Don't you touch me! Don't you touch him. I like We my... can all be respectful here. And and literally takes his giant face and puts it over Aragus. His <laughs> giant hand and puts it over Aragus' <laughs> face. He reaches down and draws his whistle and blows on a whistle. Valamir at this Whee! point is walking away. Valamir's walking away. <laughs> all right. Nonchalant, like he just belongs there. Just whoop. When he blows the whistle, Cole takes a step forward into him and pushes Aragus behind him. Okay. As well. If you're going to intimidate or ask real questions, you're in the wrong place. If you want help, and he takes another step forward. The guy draws his sword, continues to blow his whistle. We can be here to be conversational and help you. But when you come around accusing us randomly for no reason, another step forward. You hear footsteps marching off in the distance towards you. Then you are looking at getting yourself into a fight, and there is no reason that you need to get into a fight right now. Another step forward. Make an intimidation roll with advantage. Uh, 25? Four. 24. Jesus Christ. There's a big roll. He's whistling gets very faint. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's just blowing <laughs> air. The whistle has popped out of his mouth a while ago. <laughs> he's resorting to his fingers. Uh, his outstretched sword becomes flaccid, and he says, Very well, why don't you get going before there's any more trouble? Cole, may I say one more thing? We don't want any trouble. Yeah. And he turns around to face you. No. 
and walks back towards you. <laughs> uh, all right. And then what? Yeah. Uh, I'll get following the direction that Valamir's going, if we can see him anymore. Just <laughs> away from wherever he was no, walking. He, can he see. cast two spells, invisibility and leave party. <laughs> <laughs> He, I, he's actually teleported a couple times, dead on the other yeah. side of the wall, and he's fine with yes. us. <laughs> uh, I, I was walking towards where the guards would be, heading towards, but uh, like heading towards where the guards were. Okay, all right. From to maybe cast an illusion or something if things went all right. south. But. Um, you guys walk in that direction. Guards go racing past you and are racing to the spot where the stunned uh, officer is waiting. You guys disappear into the crowd. Should we not do that again? Yeah, what was the point of that? I I, I wasn't paying attention, and I bumped into him and got him all fr- freaked out. I'll, I'll watch my step a little bit. No offense. I'm tired of the harassment I face as a smaller individual in this city. Listen, I get it. It is apparent and obtuse at best. I've... I've been through it a lot. I am too tired to deal with it. I apologize. You guys head back to the Lumine Academy. Yeah. The groundskeeper lets you in. You walk through the courtyard. You went inside the huge uh, structure itself, and you go to the dorm uh, that you have stayed in with your very unappealing bunks and walk past the students looking refreshed, but also fed up and a bit bedraggled. The students just watching you again in awe. There's about a dozen of them. And one of them comes up to you, Fiona, and says, where did you, where did you come from? Oh, we were at the church of Celine. We doing anything cool? Yeah, we're looking around. It's pretty great. You should visit it sometime. Oh, okay. And then he's bored with you. Um, You guys get some rest that night, unless there's anything particular you're looking for, and wake up, since you're arriving late, and wake up the next morning. Uh, Only if it won't impede the rest. Mm -hmm. But I would be looking for, uh, Valamir would be looking for any tomes on, by Govesh, Govish, um, the the guy who apparently... It will impede your rest, so you'll have to wait. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. You guys go through then a long rest, recover a lot of uh, abilities uh, or spells from a bunch of you guys. It is morning, and you know it is morning time when you hear a loud voice of Ms. Pennywit saying, Everyone rise! Everyone rise! And she clangs a pot with a wooden spoon. Bang, 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 bang! And then she comes over to you, your group, and she says, Who exactly? tracked mud into my dormitory she looks around and sees some very large muddy boots um was it you cole i didn't intentionally track any mud in it was him and he points at caven (laughs) (laughs) he says you well then i have two things to say to you one, these need a good washing immediately, handing your boots to you. And then she says, two, you will need to get quite familiar with this, handing you a mop. Ah, jeez. Can we move Caven's limbs and stuff like Weekend at Bernie's? Caven's at, at, at the church. Yeah. He's oh, at the church. Shoot. <laughs> no, this is not Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> is this a modified broom for the Goliath? That's the say, don't break brush? this one, no. then. 
It's not. No. Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. So it's like a toilet brush uh, for him. <laughs> index right. finger, Cole. Index finger. And I expect this done before breakfast is over. Before bre- Oh, come on. I was going to eat first. Says you whine as much as the first year students. And a matter of fact, and then <laughs> in comes a couple of footsteps, and the students that are all watching and kind of giggling, they go grow very quiet, as in comes Headmaster Videl. He is a tall elf with uh, gray Van Dyke and sideburns, um, his robe hanging awkwardly uh, over him, and he strides in. The students just nod and quickly get out of the way and leave the room. Uh, Miss Pennywit looks at him and says, I'm sorry about that outburst, uh, Headmaster. He says, no, no, that's uh, quite all right. I'm here to have a word with our friends here. And he comes over and sits down on a bunk next to Fiona. Peep and I. Uh, peep and die. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. Actually, no, I think you said it to me the last time. Probably. <laughs> it's been 24 hours. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I've come here to uh, offer you all uh, the thanks of the Lumine Academy. I've received a message uh, last night and another one this morning. Uh, last night's came from uh, Lady Verador, who had many good things to say about you. Apparently, you've been keeping an eye out on the, the school here and looking into those nasty creatures that uh, came about the other day. That seems above and beyond of what you've had to do before, and I just wanted to let you know that it is appreciated. And perhaps we were not overly courteous with you when last we saw you here. That's all right. We just doing what we have to do. Well, what you have to do is is vastly appreciated. We we offer a lot to the city, but we do it on limited resources. So with you here, it it is appreciated. And then this morning's uh, missive, I would say, came from the Church of Soline, where much was shared about your help with the church as well. So uh, again, on behalf of the professors here, thank you for your for your help. Uh, it is absolutely appreciated. And while we may not have endless coffers, perhaps I think this might be of value to you all. And he hands over a small package wrapped in some thin paper with a little rope uh, braid around it. And says, uh, then uh, until uh, we see each other again, I wish you good day and, and wonderful learning. Thank you so much. And he leaves, and you guys are alone to do whatever you want to do this day. Well, Fiona's going to open the package. Cole's mopping, stupid. Just want to get some breakfast if I can have a biscuit. Maybe just a little coffee. Uh, Fiona, you open it up, and it is a book inside, an old tome uh, that is bound with a simple clasp thick leather binding. Ooh, piece of candy. Wants <laughs> <laughs> to grab it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, proceed with your description. 
it's got oh pages. Well, okay, what's bound what in is, leather? What is, what is the book? You Fiona un- will open up. And- you unclass, will look inside. You can make uh, neither tails nor heads of this book, uh, but you know it contains magical writing. Go. Oh. Valmir? Oh, yes, my good friend. Uh, this is a little uh, <laughs> a little more than I I know about. Maybe and you can uh, if you don't find mind, something. Allowing me to have a can you stop drooling, please? I cannot <laughs> <in fact. laughs> I must clean myself before handling the Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, Valamir will take a breathe. <laughs> You're not taking it to the bath, not this one. <laughs> Uh, you take the book inside. As you open it up, you see wonderfully written uh, pages, pages upon pages of strange words that take form with your eyes uh, and kind of the words shape into the letters that you need, each of them forming a description of actions and words to say to create a spell, a spell known as Chromatic Orb, a level one wizard spell. That lets you do some damage and change up the type of damage that is done. And several pages in, there is a new title of a second spell. And that is a spell called Featherfall, a level one spell for a wizard. And a couple of pages beyond that is another spell. This spell is a level two spell called Gust of Wind. That does something about wind. You don't say. Yes. Does it create a flow? Perhaps. And there is one last spell in here as well. That is a level two wizard spell by the name of Mirror Image. Oh my goodness. Well, my good friends, this appears to be... uh, Useless. Throws it away. <laughs> Boring. <I will> kill <laughs> you. Can't read it. Don't need it. Uh, this appears to be spells of a wizardry nature that could very easily be scribed into a certain wizard's book, which I just happen to have here on my possession. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which would allow me to further aid and assist every member of this party. Don't tell the guards about it. Uh, I will not. Do not worry. Do you think the guards were talking about uh, what we did in the basement of the the bar a couple a couple days ago? That would or be. Or was it a new? Was it something else? That was my concern. I wanted to actually ask him about it before he started blowing a whistle on me. Well, I mean, you you and Aragus kind of got after him a little bit. He got after me. <laughs> it. There's a lot of intolerance around here that shouldn't be accepted. But I think if I have a chance, after I get some coffee, I can probably go and, and ask around and see what happens. After you are done cleaning the floor. Valamir. Oh, come on! <laughs> hey, hey, cool. Valamir's in a pretty good mood. He just got a book with some spells. You might ask him if he could help you out here. Meanwhile, Valamir's little... been prestidigitationing yeah. dirt behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that spot! <laughs> Reverse prestidigitation. Why, why am I leaving dick footprints of mud behind me? <laughs> I am excited for your spells, but we have an artifact amongst us, let alone two, now that I think of it. Will you be studying those first? 
Indeed. Uh, indeed. And Vessel's eyes shift too. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think well, yeah, everybody. Eric is just saying, like, uh, he just kind of pulls out the kerchief and he just, just. Is there anyone amongst us who can further identify this beyond the knave? Let me take a look at it. Uh, Vessel will be over the shoulder of and, Fiona. Uh, Vessel hands down. you the hilt of the sword. Uh, or Vessel. Fiona. Uh, Fiona hands Vessel the hilt of the sword that she had. Oh, I'm not sure what to do with that. Oh, I can identify I, 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 both of them. I just hold it as though it's just something you want me to hold. Oh, but now. I'd like to cast identify on the necklace first. All right. You're like a surgeon with the nurse. Like left hand. Uh, also, keep, keep in mind uh, something for the you casters like detect magic or identify. If it's the ritual keyword spell, which those two have, mm -hmm. uh, you can add ten minutes to the casting time, and it doesn't take a spell slot to cast. Oh. It's free. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Um. Rituals. If a spell is a ritual, oh. you increase its time to cast by 10 minutes, and then you get it for free. Ah. Um, I'll do that with a sword if you want to do that with the necklace. Yep. Vessel's just... Unless you have that. He's just holding it. He's... Okay, yeah. Just hold it. Just lower. 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 <laughs> come out. Come out. Wherever you are. <laughs> I want you. I kid. Uh, the undead themselves. <laughs> I did the I forget the exact ability or if I have it yet, but I know there's a wizard scholar ability to very quickly be able to scribe spells mm -hmm. into my spell book. Because that is going to be very high Speed on my read. priority list to get those. Oh, you just lied to Vessel. What? <laughs> then when we do these things first, then your spells. But that's well, okay. They're doing it, sir. <laughs> I, I am actually less adept at identifying magic as I am detecting it and uh, well, that's what I'm casting doing. it and, and sending it about. And no, no lies fabulous, Does uh, the wizardric... Wizardric? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually very interested in how you, if you describe didn't want new to, spells. Like, so. Put that in one of your... I mean, I could do them both if you didn't want to use that as one of your spells for the day. Well, I'm doing the ritual, so it's not taking a spell slot. It's still one of the learned spells you have of the day, right? If he does it in the ritual format, do it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Okay. If, it's a free if, cast. You, if you do the 10-minute one, okay. I don't know if that's the same for identify, or if this will do what we want it to do, like identify It's will. whatever the duration is plus 10 minutes. No, no, I know the the time limit. I'm just wondering if the time limit matters in how the spell does it get me more information if I do no. it? Okay, no. Okay, cool. Just prevents it from needing a spell slot to Yeah, um, and you don't need to have the spell prepared. Okay. okay. Um, I'll, I'll do it anyway if we're taking the 10 minutes. Yeah. So. Uh, Order of the Scribes is our wizard ability. Um, uh, you never know. When you, mm. uh, you can replace his damage type with anything. Uh, yes, when you can. Uh, uh, wizardry Quill. When you. The time you spent to copy spell equals two minutes per spell. I think, yeah, it's much faster if you're under a time crunch, but you're not, so it's not as huge. Also, keep in mind it says when you cast a wizard spell as a ritual, you can use the spell's normal casting time rather than adding 10 minutes once per long rest. Oh, wow. So, on you could. Some, a lot of the rituals are maybe one minute, yeah. and then it would become 11. You can once per day keep it to that one minute in an emergency. Yeah, not combat, yeah. but emergency situation. Yeah. Kind of cool. Anyways, uh, all right, so we're doing some identifies from these two folks. Uh, anything else you guys are doing? And we've got some cleaning, Vessel and Valamir. What are you two up to? If there's any way of aiding, well, it's 
he's holding for Erebus. Uh, Erebus um, uh, would try to aid him in his identification of the uh, sword I'm holding now. You're holding the sword. Yeah. You have the necklace. So the hilt. You um, can so choose aid. to aid one of the two. Erebus. Oh, All right. Yeah, Valamir? I'll, I'll need it. So. Um, Valamir will be excusing himself and heading to the library to okay. um, study and try and find books by Govish. Um, and information about him and and anything relating to him or anything he's ever written or that his students have written. You should look in our stockpile as well. Y yep. Do you have any books on artifacts? Go vish. Yes, exactly. And speaking of books and going to the library, is your bag of holding getting a little too heavy, Fiona? As you no. have a bunch of books in there. No, yeah, all right. Just check oh, yeah, we could just check it. Put them all nicely on a bookcase in the dormitory. Well, yeah, I guess or we need to find some in the library. Take them there. Yeah, Didn't we want to keep? Yeah. We have them so we can yeah. keep them safe in in case some more shadow warpers are gonna. Well, did we say I stopped listening. We were I still want coffee. Them to the library? No. We said we'd keep them safe. Oh, I thought we said we would. In take the them library. Up. Oh. And if it happens again, we know it's or the books just, and not like, the library. Keep them in the. Yeah, that's fine. That's a bag of holding for that's now. Fine. Just, just, just trying to give you an out. If the next time you open up your bag of holding and a bunch of shadow warpers yeah. jump all in there, we'll, we'll be honest. That's something. when he's just, no, no, uh, no, no. Tie it up and throw it in the river. Lich hand coming out of the right. top and just zip it closed. It's we find them in the library or a level two lock spell. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want to take those the lock spells. To the library, you can, borrow the, you can borrow my bag. Oh, no, it's fine. It just was a thought. All right. Time goes by studying the bladed hilt from the crypt of Talon Baskir, our... Just the hilt. Just the hilt. Because I think you said the blade was destroyed and it just was. the hilt came from you. Yes. Okay. Did we have those pieces or we just... No, they're not. They're like, we're dust. Um, you take a look within yourself with magic, Aragus, and bring forth uh, some sort of musical mumbling about that the notes coalesce around information. You have some thoughts, some imagery, and make an arcana roll with advantage from Vessel's help. Arcana roll with advantage. Actually, no. Let's do it this way. Roll one die. Vessel, you roll his advantage. Extra die. Let's get you involved a little bit. All right. Apply my... Nope. No. Okay. Just tell them the number you roll. Let's use yours. <laughs> I rolled a six. Thirteen. Yeah, we'll use his. Okay, so what's your total? My total is six. What With his thirteen, what's your total? Oh, adding it? Uh, Nineteen. Nine. Yeah, plus. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Yeah, add your modifier of our roll. Yeah. To my to roll. your thirteen? Oh, sixteen. Yes. Okay. Sixteen. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, wow, plus not three? bad. What you were able to determine, unfortunately, is not a lot. Other okay. than this was a very powerful sword that has been completely destroyed and is of no value whatsoever. Okay. Other than historical significance or familiar family significance. Yeah, um, Ergus will kind of just say as much all I'm getting from this is that 
the historical significance that we've already found. But other than that, I'm my magic is not up to snuff with this item. Uh, then, with the necklace, Fiona, you do the same thing, except somehow you're detecting magic. How do you detect magic? Um, take my uh, like a little little hammer and uh, like one of the jeweler's eyepieces. I don't remember what those are called. Loop. Yeah, a loop, and kind of just like curiously like turn it over and inspect it like you know all like right a tinker would and like looking at looking at all the like the crevices and any words or you know trying to determine determine it that cool. way i picture that you've got like four different tuning forks You're like ding no <laughs> ding no ding. oh divine yeah. okay or you can like see <laughs> the magic in the eyepiece yeah. little thing the, I, this may be a lost reference to everyone, but the room games on PC have a puzzle box thing of things you're trying to find, and then you have a little monocle you put over sometimes to see hidden images, and mm -hmm. that's exactly what's coming to my mind. Nice. Anyways, all right, you may also try to decipher, but this is not easy. This is going to be an Arcana 21 as your target number. You got it. 16. 16. Uh, you detect that this is magical. And that is all you are able to glean. How is there still mud on this boot? <laughs> Cole, as you are finishing up your cleaning and racing to the... Uh, whatever's left for breakfast. Whatever's left for breakfast. Your friends have already eaten and moved on and are doing their tasks. You yeah. are racing there just <laughs> as they're about to close. Uh, there's a few muffins left on this continental breakfast. As you rush in, <laughs> you are stopped. And oh. a young student says, a message for you, sir. Message for you, sir. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> no, I have a message for you. And he hands you a message, and it says Caven on it. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, thank you. And, like, head pats. All right. Like, tries to not push him out of the way, but just... Get me the food. As you get by him, uh, stepping up between the curtain into the dining area is uh, Mrs. Pennywit, and she closes the curtain behind you. Breakfast is completed. Ah! <laughs> is there anything left, Miss Pennywit? The, the only thing college. left for you is perhaps a lesson learned. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Pennywit. And she waits until you leave. I do. Okay. I leave and I will take the notes and read it outside. All right. You take the note and break the seal on the note addressed Which looks edible. to your brother. <laughs> uh, the seal, by the way. Oh, it's not from Caven. It's to Caven. It says Caven Boulderfall. Got it. Uh, it is a seal of two trees bent over a bright sun. Oh, he had a date. Go ahead. Sorry. There's like no hesitation here. Uh, shredding it open with no chance of resealing it. Inside, uh, you see there is a message from Verador, the uh, lady you assisted not so long ago. Uh, in it, she says, do I have it here? Uh, in short, she says, thank you so much, Caven, for you and your friends helping me in the study. It's appreciated, and I hope uh, the rest of your investigation goes well and that you are all safe as you can be. She says, my thanks 
is to feel free to visit the Welcome Hall, capital W, capital H, the Welcome Hall. My friends there have been told to accommodate you for several weeks with all expenses paid, so you have uh, someplace more accommodating than a school to rest. And signed, Verador. Well, that's awesome. Wonder if Caven needs to be there for us to go see. Welcome Hall. Uh, do I know where that is? Do I, do I recognize that term? Yep. It's a friendly, cozy um, inn. It's a country club. Great. Um, how far is it? Not far. Maybe a 20-minute walk. I feel like a 20-minute walk for some good breakfast is a good idea. <laughs> All right. Cole heads towards the welcome hall. Okay. While you're doing that, our wizard of the group, Valamir Almarin Grayspell the Third, without looking it up. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Um, I still can't remember your mystic's name. It's only though, our sixth season. episode, and you've got my, my name correct. Well my done, mystic? sir. Yeah. Uh, Valu. Valu. Valu is what I kept calling him. Bare necessities. <laughs> Anyway, it's a jungle book action. Um, you, uh, Valamir Almarin Gracefell III, have been doing some research in the library. A old librarian keeps dropping off books, and you're trying to zero in and find any references, and it's very hard. It's not going much of anywhere, but you are closing in perhaps on something. He gives you one last book. And says, again, if you could tell the Goliath, I'm so sorry about that. I didn't mean to stab him with my knife. Really, no worry. I probably, it, many librarians have done that to him, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't even remember it. Uh, <laughs> Seems to be a trend with, with, with your profession. He's on bed rest now, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. of your actions. He's still in the Temple of Solene recovering. Uh, he uh, provides you this last book, which has some information that you need. In it is a book by the chronicler Govish, a book entitled The Hand of Life. Um, the book speaks of Talon Baskir, a warrior priest who has brought light and civilization to the barbaric wastes of a young Calavier. Very flourishing and complimentary uh, biography at times upon Talon and his efforts. Um, way back generations um, in founding the city of Almithra. In particular, while taking the fight to the enemy in the realm of the dead, known as Illestel, Talon took a powerful necklace as a trophy uh, known as the Necklace of Spirits. Uh, it was being used by the evil forces to tear permanent openings between Illestel and our wonderful world of Varen. Talon used it against them to protect himself from their horrific magic in two separate battles. He was also known for using his uh, deadly blade that had no name that he used to slay the dead with ease. The whereabouts of these items are unknown to this day, as it reads in the book. Two battles and two stones previously turned dull, and then the final 
after our good friend left Illestel on the tales of a lich spell, protecting him as well. That necklace has one more protective bit to it, and I'm afraid then it is spent. All this, he's just speaking to himself. Yeah, you're just... <laughs> I'm <laughs> you're down in the library. Just think it out loud. Okay. Going across you like a scene in like CSI or something. Mm. Just... Uh, yeah, I guess with that, I'll come back up and convey that. Okay. Um, Kaven's not here. Cole is here. Yes. Cole, you arrive at the place known as the Welcome Hall. It is a tall inn with uh, big dark wood on the outside. It looks cozy and comfortable, perhaps expensive and wealthy from decades ago. Now it's uh, uh, more approachable to a more everyday clientele, uh, but it still has some grand, uh, some old grandeur to it. You walk inside and are greeted with uh, uh, tables, with people eating, even in this morning, with the most glorious breakfast smells and sights you've ever seen. Tons yes. of eggs and hams and bacon and coffee that you seem to enjoy. Uh, it is absolutely wonderful for you. Um, in particular, there is a portly human woman with an apron who comes uh, walking over to you and gives you a uh, cup. She actually stops, takes two small cups, goes over to the bar, pours them into a large oversized cup, and brings it over to you. And she says, well, welcome. Thank you. I've not seen you around here before. It's my first time. Oh, well, then sit here at our first timetable, she says. Look at a hat! Which is uh, with a bunch of other old, uh, crotchety-looking uh, patrons and regulars. That happy, happy there. birthday from all of us to you. <laughs> happy. They give you a nice uh, handwritten letter of thanks and a coupon for your next visit. And when you're done, you get a timeshare. Cole <laughs> um, will start... Start taking in breakfast and enjoying oh, the Oh, you're cup. here for breakfast? Oh, no, I, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just switched serving over. that at 10, yeah. <laughs> burgers only from now on. <laughs> no, she's happy to get you uh, going and started. Um, while at the table, is there anyone in particular that is uh, up for having a conversation or talking? Sure. So I heard... That there was some people that got killed in a bar near near here with magic. Did anyone hear anything about that? There is a very muscular-looking human guy there, very handsome older guy, uh, who leans over from his big breakfast and says, I, I didn't hear anything about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. This city looks shiny on the outside sometimes, but can be dangerous on the inside. I've even heard there's some secret places beneath the city what kind of secret places places beneath the sewer i'll tell you something it didn't happen on purpose but i've been in the sewer you have and it was gross we've all had tough times friend but i've never heard of anything under the sewer it looked like that was the bottom of the list there's no way it could get further down i've heard smugglers access tunnels beneath the sewer able to smuggle things on from off the river 
past the city guard underneath their very noses, literally. Well, that would be an impressive feat. Sometimes some people are able to get rare goods that way. Rare, rare, rare metals, perhaps, they can use for various things they craft. What kind of things would you craft with a rare metal? <laughs> I feel like we're being steamrolled. <laughs> are you thinking like like weapons, or are you talking more like special fancy things, like that goblet on the wall? He says, "I'm talking more like uh, said goblin on the wall. <laughs> uh, more, more like this." And he takes a short sword off of his belt in a nice scabbard, and he d puts it on the table and draws it. And it's very nicely made short sword with some nice filigree on there. Wow, you didn't get that here. Uh, no, I made this. What? I said I made this, Fred. Sorry, thank you. That's impressive. Very loud burping over here. I made this illegal <laughs> contraband. See, nobody cares. Yesterday. <laughs> if I were interested in something like that, how would I get one? He says, well, it depends if you've done better in life than living in the sewer then maybe you've earned some coin for yourself and then you can drop by my smithy and we can work out some sort of arrangement you look like you're someone who could appreciate a fine blade i absolutely could as a matter of fact this one right here you can look at a little bit longer well thanks and cole will kind of reach over and, and uh... he puts it away oh yeah no i'm <laughs> sorry I, I tend to touch when i'm not supposed to uh that's, that's the restraining order. <laughs> uh, so, are, where's your, where are you located? You obviously live here. Just around the corner. Fantastic. Hey, I'm Cole. I'm Orden. Orden, pleasure to meet you. This is some fantastic coffee. Is there all of it more still here? More coffee is brought, and you are sufficiently gorged on your breakfast and happy. Anything else you would like to do, Cole? Uh, I think I, I didn't get the lady's name. She gives you the coffee, and you she introduces herself, and she says, Well, I'm Grace, and you're Cole. Yeah, Grace, uh, I have a letter here from Lady Verador. Mind if I sit down? My feet are tired. Oh, please, have a seat. Oh. You earned it. Um. Do you have any rooms available? I do. So I, I'm a friend of Lady Verador's, and my brother is too. My brother's Gavin, Gavin Boulderfall, who's not here with me at the moment. He already took care of his breakfast. Um, Lady Verador has offered to let us stay here at, Wel at Welcome Hall. And I don't know exactly how that works. I've never had a letter like this before. And he hands the letter over to her. She takes it. She says, oh, so you're not asking about paying rooms. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and she opens it up and she says, uh, yes, uh, Verador uh, spoke to me about this. Uh, everything's already paid for. Uh, I've got you uh, and I've got three rooms here for you all for three weeks. Thank you so much. That should last you the campaign. I think that's all <laughs> I need. <laughs> Season's any hint, then yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I'm going to be done here today, but if you don't mind, I'll bring my friends by this afternoon and then we can uh, settle in our rooms later on. Of course, and uh, mighty shiny boots, by the way. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you. If you ever happen to see Miss Pennywit, she'd love to hear that. All right. Uh, and you head out. <laughs> As you are walking back through the town, enjoying life, uh, paying for a little apple here or there, skipping over mud, um, (laughs) you run straight into no one because this time you're paying attention. Uh, You see uh, a city guard. You're not sure if you recognize him off the distance and skirt around down an alleyway when you hear a strange noise, Cole. A... An airy, magical noise. Sounds like very light magic artillery coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you look up in the, so- in the sky and see a very tiny shooting star of light come flying in hard from above. Even in this daylight, you can spot it. And it comes bouncing in and hits four stories above you, bounces off, hits a third story across this alleyway to another side, bounces down again to a second story, then bounces down to the ground right in front of you. And then there's a big bright white cl- splash, a minor explosion, and some old crates and garbage get knocked around in this alleyway and then all is quiet uh, is there a naked man there in its place? is there anything still in front of me like, like where, where the magic was <laughs> what's that uh, is there anything still there like, like like where the magic was after let's go with what he said you look and you see there's a naked man there <laughs> A naked man is there. A n- it's it's just any time that there's a ball of anything, it's yeah. always a naked man there. A gnome well, is there. Here. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, at least at the parties I go to. And the gnome is shaking his head. Ah, uh, are you okay? Oh, where are my clothes? Ah, what does the city come to? I think you <clears throat> lost them when you bounced off that wall. Where is, where's the academy from here? Oh, you're not far. I'm actually on my way there right now. It's just right up this way. You turn left. You head up the street 200 yards. You turn right again. What? Then you turn past that one. Don't go to the horse. Go to the left barn. Uh, my head is still again. ringing. Perhaps you can uh, take me the way I will gladly pay, pay you later. Uh, yeah. Do well, you, I've got gold. Do you have like anything else you can wear? <laughs> it would. I'm just saying that. that this is kind of an uptight town. They prefer people clothed when they walk their streets. Um, I don't have anything available. You need to metal gear it at this point. Just put them in a box. And then he says, oh, is this going to be a problem to someone behind you? Uh, Cole turns around to see who he's addressing. You see a familiar city guard standing there. <laughs> that Our, that's will your be Jorn. <laughs> two gold pieces right now. For what? For magic cast frivolously, recklessly endangering the city. And the gnome turns to you and pats his naked body. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um... You know what? Frivolous is frivolous. I, I understand where you're coming from. Cole reaches into his pouch and pulls out. Let's see what Cole's got. Uh, keeps it on him. Um, one gold and seven silver. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> That's all you have? <laughs> 
That's what, that's what it's carrying right now. This uh, this kid should be good. I got a button. I can get. I got this one. I was hanging on to for my vest for later. And uh, uh, I did find two coppers. And I have those as well. Like, I kind of hand them all. So one point seven two gold is what you give the man. Yes. And the guard to do it right. The guard says. What are you, some kind of stupid? Do you not know how to count? <laughs> That's kind of rude. Um, but accurate, right? I mean, it's, it, I, 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 could, I, I could get you another copper if that, that would do it, right? That's you, enough. You're shy by quite a bit. Okay. He's, he's shy as shirts, so why is this... He takes the coins and says, do you know large words such as collateral? No. That means you give me something now so we do not take you to prison. Oh, and and by we, I mean tweet, tweet. And he starts blowing on his whistle aggressively. So you must give me something since you are not paying your whole fine. And then when you pay the fine, then you will get what you have given me as collateral back. So I'm going to loan you something and I'm going to buy it back from you? He points at something expensive on you. Uh, what do you have? Um, yeah. hey, go ahead. Roll a die. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think Cole is wearing that's expensive uh, on him right now? You have a weapon on you, right? I have, I have my morning star. Do you have I a have shield? That. I do have a shield. It's not a good shield. It is a... It's a wooden common shield. How much there. does wooden common shield go for? Uh, I'm going to guess four silver. <laughs> the exact amount. <laughs> Probably. Um, 2.8 silver. <laughs> yeah, uh, that shield. Hand it over. Okay, so you give me my coins back and you can have my shield and then I'll buy the shield back for the two gold, right? He's not a smart one, he says to the gnome, and the gnome says, I, I guess not. I don't, insults aren't necessary. Is that a yes or a no? Hand the shield over. I, and you hand me the coins back. No. You want the coins and the shield? I feel like you're shaking me down. Guards arrive. Uh, a city watchman arrive. There are five of them behind him. This is not entire, I'm not trying to give you a hard time. He says, you will pay the full fine now, or you will give me the shield, and we will decide how much additional money you will be required to pay when you come back for it. Look, I've got like... Or you can go to jail. <laughs> I've, I've got one other gold piece here, but it's not enough for you. So I'm just trying to get the other coppers. You have another the... gold piece? Yes, I've, I've got a second gold, but you don't need that. You said you wanted... What did you want? 20 silvers? It is... Two gold is the fine. That's all? Yes. Oh, here, two gold. Can I have my silvers and copper back, please? He pauses. <laughs> he remembers yesterday and gives you the coins back. Standing proudly with five guys behind him, he says, let this be a lesson to you and your silly friends here to stop wasting magic in the town endangering the poor citizens. Is that clear? I don't want anyone to be endangered. It's absolutely clear. I'm so sorry. Sorry for the hassle. Then good day. Good good day. 
As he walks away, the other guards are going, if he blows that goddamn whistle again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not showing up next time. I'm not time. showing up next time. <laughs> I should have asked for those shiny boots. <laughs> uh, like stay wait. off. Why is he even here? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so Isn't he on goals. vacation? I feel like I got it pretty easy with that one. I'm going to keep my silvers and everything. Huh? This dude's racking up you the gold, be proud of me. He said like six gold by yeah. my yeah. <laughs> No, she won't. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, you are walking away, and the gnome says, um, do you have anything warm or sack-like? Yeah, so good news, bad news. Uh, bad news. Here's my sack. Yeah. <laughs> Where are that, big boy? I, uh, I had to pay for the gold. The good news is they didn't care that you were naked at all. So I think we're good. Uh, but I care. Oh, sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I get it. Let's, uh, uh, I, I, I've got a vest. I'm wearing that. Okay. But we could probably find it. You want the vest? Oh, little yes. He takes the vest and put it on and looks like, I don't know, some really. Hey, lady. <laughs> <laughs> some very diminutive Lorenzo Lamas. Uh... <laughs> coat situation. And uh, you, that's a weird show title, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like people would be really overly interested in the episode yeah, with that title. Terribly disappointed. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> or won't get the reference at all. You <laughs> have a guest star? What is going on? Uh, and you start walking with the gnome, and he says, uh, what, what, a, what a terrible start to my morning. You, don't, you can't imagine what this is like. Tell me about yourself. What's your name? Uh, my name is Belsire. And, and who are you, uh, my friend? Uh, Belsire, my name is Cole Boulderfall. I actually work for the uh, Lumine Academy. I'm, I'm kind of one of their collectors and protectors. He says, hmm, I wonder if this mishap has not made our interaction more than just chance. Why are you going to the academy? And by the way, how did you get here? You were kind of zigzagging with magic, it looked like? Yes, that was not as planned. I don't understand uh, how a scholarly gentleman cannot teleport with relative safety these days. The city is not what it used to be. Uh, I've come from a far, faraway place, seeking research and knowledge. Well, you cannot get any more knowledge. In the Blumine Academy. It is a wonderful place of learning, so I'm told. I've been there several times. I just cannot find my exact way, as normally I arrive there instantly. What knocked you out this time? I don't know. Well, has it happened before? No. Not once before. I'm terribly sorry to hear that. So exactly how does your teleport work? Is it you're just casting a spell frivolously according to the card? Uh, I have a spell that I cast from my uh, city traveling to here. And I believe you have some sort of beacon magic that amplifies and then gets me to one of two destinations here in the city of which one is the Lumine Academy and it did not quite work. What's the other? Uh, some sort of civic structure here in the northern part of the city. I've never been. That's interesting that you fell out of the teleport 
But the beacon that you were going to go through didn't get you to either Lumine Academy or the civic structure. It seems that you broke out separately. As though... Help me if I'm wrong here. I don't do magic. The river that you were going down would fork. But instead of going down one side or the other, you were blasted out of it entirely onto the shore. You are not as stupid as you sound. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Too bad your whole party isn't around for you to see it. <laughs> That's very wise. Very wise. Oh, I wonder where my clothes may have ended up. Maybe they're at this one of the two places. Oh. It'd be interesting to find out because that would mean, if I'm correct, that the magic was attached to you. And you were the one that was cursed and or stopped from being able to fulfill the spell, but the clothes on you weren't. How interesting. You are wiser than I give you credit for. I've had a lot of coffee. Come with me. <laughs> All right. Uh, you go to the school, uh, the Illuminate Academy, and bring him there. And you and this gnome are brought together uh, initially with all of your friends. You are now all gathered together and start to share some of your information and decide what you want to do next. And we will take our break there. And we'll be right back after these important messages. You are all together uh, in the dormitory and have just been introduced to Belsire is my name. And he steals a student's trousers, young student's trousers. And off of the student? <laughs> <laughs> the students are off studying and he steals it from their little uh, locker box and uh, gets behind one of the beds and puts them on. Has he caught us up kind of on the conversation? Yes. Uh, instantaneous teleportation. Do you have Very to impressive. roll a die to make sure you don't die? Yeah, yeah, where'd, to... you, where'd you come from? Peep it eye, by the way. Oh, peep it eye. Uh, I'm from a faraway place called Azamir. We are known for our magic. Yeah. I've heard about that place. It is not close by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, teleportation certainly can't help with that. Today was a little, a little off, I would say. Were you precise in your incantation, sir? Say that again. Were you precise in your incantation? Ah, uh, yes. Always. And your runography, your runes? Well, as anyone using teleportation would know, runes are for neophytes to get used to teleportation. Well, perhaps in this case, they might have assisted you to end in the right place. Okay. <laughs> you ruined me, sir! That's two hit points from your Psychic total. damage! <laughs> what brings you to the academy? Uh, mithril in particular, uh, ways Whoa. of smelting it. I have come across some and wish to make use of it for perhaps some, uh, magical, uh, construction. I have an idea for a rod, perhaps two wands, I haven't decided. But mithril can be strong, yet stable in holding particular magics inside. It's a theory of mine, but I don't have access to the book, so I would come here and study. And they always say they're happy to loan books, but 
it looks like I won't trust the teleportation to get me out since I don't have any clothes when I got here. I wouldn't want to lose the books going out. Cool. It'll be a long walk back to Azimir then. Uh, yes. Where'd you find Mithril? If you knew our <laughs> land, that would not be a question. We get access to many magical resources. Oh. The world's magic, the heart of it is, is Azimir. That sounds awesome. The, the city of Corndell, where I live, is a beautiful, magical place. Um, you should come visit sometime. I would love to. I make stuff, too. You do? I do. And I, uh... Point to a giant cleric <laughs> standing next to you? No, no, no. I, I uh, show him my crossbow. He says, oh, this is certainly doable. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm like, not as experienced as you by any means. May I? Of course. He takes it. Vessel, make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> 12 is your target number. Ah! Uh, That's the exact sound you make. Yes. It's a nine. Nine. Take one point of piercing damage. Oh, so sorry. Oh, oh is, it, is it with her weapon? Though? Yes. That would be two points. I mean, even a load. Oh, plus two. One. We'll do minimum damage. It's a raising uh, shot. It's still sharp. Oh, look, here. Let, let me see that back. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it automatically it goes goes it's unloaded. <laughs> He hands it back. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> oh. I'm more of a creator than I am a, a marksman. No worries. No worries. I agree. Coming in from the doorway is Ms. Pennywit. And she says, what exactly are you all doing here? You are not supposed to be here anymore. Come with me. Gather all your what belongings. Do you, what do you mean? You're kicking us out? Yes. The headmaster has given you uh, better accommodations upstairs. Oh. Very good. Actually, Miss Pennywit, thank you. We will accept those accommodations. We have another place <laughs> to stay. We do? Yes. We have been welcomed to the Welcome House, uh, courtesy of Lady Verador. Well, you know what is better than one place to stay? Two places I to stay. I agree. We'll move our things with you, Miss Pennywit. Uh, right this way. And she takes you upstairs, and there are two guest uh, visitor rooms that she makes available for the six of you. They are not the coziest things, but they're better than the dormitory below. And heck, one of them, the last guest, was a guy named Halleric. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. And she... Uh, Walks off and leaves you two of uh, these better accommodations. Um, Belsire says, well, I'm off to uh, talk to the powers that be and start getting some of my research done. Thank you for your guidance. You said you weren't going to tell. How are you going to get back all the way to Azimir? That is a problem. Oh. That is a problem. Is there a problem that we might be able to help with? Perhaps we could look at that beacon thing that you were talking about. Maybe there's an issue with that. All right. Let's go ask uh, Galicieras then. I know where that guy's office is. Lead the way. Right across the hall. 
You go, you go over there. The adjoining room. Uh, you go to the associate professor, Galicieras, and he is there and says, uh, uh, yeah, it sounds like the beacon uh, could definitely be off. Uh, I suppose you could uh, just shut it down temporarily, let it cool off a bit, and then we can uh, re-engage the magic in a few days if you're going to be with us for a while, Belsire. Did you just say we're going to turn it off and back on again? <laughs> Standard troubleshooting. <laughs> going to clear the cookies, the magical cookies. Turn it off for 15 seconds. Can I ask a question? Valimir may have an answer for this as well. Where... So when the beacon brings in teleportation magic, wherever that comes from, is that possibly interfered with or affected by other magic from other realms? Like if I wanted to teleport from a land of the undead and bring it in here, would I have to use that beacon? Or could I do it in another way? Or would they interfere with each other at is all? Is this Wizard Cole speaking? Yeah. Uh... Galaciera says, I, I, I don't believe it would be affected by anything along those lines unless there was something uh, terrible uh, teleportation happening uh, like you speak of right there at the beacon. In uh, Tasha's uh, teleporters in terrariums, she stated that... <laughs> Been doing a lot of research lately, this guy. <laughs> Very obtuse categories of books. Uh, stated that um, there could be a feedback loop from some sort of exterior magical source that could disrupt teleportation magic. I, I don't, you know, so that is perhaps a, th a sound theory indeed. Or some part of it. Then, uh, then here... Galicieras goes into a side room and comes out with a small uh, silverish cube that sparkles with a little bit of energy every now and again. He says, the, the magic conduit that comes into the beacon, it's uh, located just outside the city. Use this cube uh, and place it within the uh, yellow magic uh, you might need to look closely with a magical eye to find uh, to find it, um, and place this cube in there, and it will uh, create uh, an energy that will build and build, and over three days will then shut down, and then we will be able to start it back up whenever we so choose, and make sure everything is safe. Assuming that time frame works for you, and Belsire says, I'm. I would rather be safe than sorry, and I have plenty of time to read. Well, I feel like we fixed it. Good for us. Galicier says, uh, no, you still would need to go do it. Oh, sorry. All right, let's do that then. Yeah. You, wait, do you need us to do that? Is that a thing? <laughs> That's what you said. I wanted. Yeah. I just wanted to help. I It'd zoned out nice. for a second. Go for a little walk outside of the city? Yeah. See some trees? Yeah. I wouldn't say that, says Galicieras. What do you mean? It's located a couple hundred yards east of a lighthouse over open water in the bay. What? Oh. How do you want us to get to that? I will arrange for a boat, then. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tom's boats. <laughs> 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 
where we're buying our next boat from. <laughs> Tom's Boats and Marine Equipment. He says there is a sailor named Horkin. 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 He has worked with us before at the Academy. Uh, tell him to send us an appropriate uh, bill and we will pay for uh, some travel arrangements and should take you just a couple hours. Uh, but uh, do be careful. Uh, once you get this uh, cube uh, within the yellow energy, uh, you will start to see the, the, the ley lines of magic, the magic, magic conduit. Uh, you, the, the cube is uh, fragile at that point, and we don't want to lose it. Uh, and if you were to touch the cube to the, the ley lines, uh, it would shut down the entire magic conduit uh, forever. And that would shut down teleportation to the city until we reconstruct everything. Okay, so don't touch the sides or it'll light up and ruin the whole experience. Uh, pretty much. Got it. Sounds important enough that I should go with you, but I won't. I'm so busy. <laughs> Just trust you virtual strangers with this amazingly important task. But there's like, there's no, there's no instruction manual other than the very simple, get the cube, put it in the light, don't touch anything else, let it recharge, take it back out of the light. Yes, uh, and you don't have to stay there for three days. Just begin the process. Who will finish it? Hey, we'll just build and build and build, and it'll just be a bright light for the fishermen to see, but it won't cause any harm, and then it will shut down. And then we can take a look and re redo it later. Okay. Glad we get help. Valsiris, nice meeting you. Good luck with your mithril. Thanks for all your help. And, uh, does anyone remember how to get out of here? Yeah, the door's right there. Now follow the door! You head out. Uh, anything interesting that you guys wanted to share from other experiences? Otherwise, we can all be caught up and off you go. Oh, I got so nothing. how far away? You said it's in the bay? Is that Dock the small the river? <laughs> yeah, it's the small river, and you can't see it on that large-scale map, but it Wait, opens up into a, our pointer? a wide bay. Oh, okay. It's not right going to help! Well, I, like, I got a blue one. So the I'm smallest not. dot is all of Canebrake. So, that's the road. No, no, no. <laughs> We're down, south of Canebrake. Right, 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 right down, there. Keep going. Right, right by down. the hills there, yeah. Okay. That's where your city is at. It's called the Clave is the name of the river, by the way. All right. You guys head out. You make your way uh, through the city. Clave. You know what? If we ever wanted to get Mithril here, I met a guy. He's a, he's a smithy, and he says that sometimes you can get special metals brought in under the sewers, he told me. What? We were under the sewers. That's so what I told him. I said he can't get any lower than that. He said, probably shouldn't tell people we were down there. Nah, it was fine. He had coffee. We were talking about uh, the different things that could happen, and, and uh, he mentioned that there are smugglers that occasionally can bring in special metals. I'm guessing Mithril's one of them. Be happy to find out sometime. He had a really fancy sword, too. I don't know what I would do with it, but it would be awesome to have something like that to tinker around with. Was this person at the Welcome Hall? He was! He said his shop was right nearby. His name was, uh, Orden. Could be a, a friend of Miss Verador. 
would be a reliable source. Perhaps worth investigating in the future. Or we could just go in and shop. Oh, damn. How much? I don't have much. I don't have much money to shop with. I lost some gold to some frivolous magic. This gig work from the academy doesn't pay too well. It's kind of like having a minimum wage job. <laughs> if you add it all up over the year. Cole, once again, blunders into a puddle, getting his boots muddy and accidentally getting some of that mud on Valamir's uh, trimmed edge robe, which you then press to digitate to clean up and are immediately grasped your hands by Cole to not cast frivolous magic. <laughs> well, I will not walk like this. <laughs> you guys make your way out to the west side of the city where you look out over a what is a, essentially a riverish bay, if you will. There is a huge wide river that runs halfway through the entire kingdom. Uh, and then here by the hills, it opens up in particularly to a wide open area. Uh, there are it's a couple miles wide. It's really big. Um, essentially, a ginormous lake at this point. Uh, you can see there are a bunch of small boats out there that are fishermen, uh, some with uh, some sails that are down that are fishing, some with just oars. Uh, there are some docks out there that have uh, a couple of larger ships that uh, can fit up this river for transportation uh, and hauling goods to and from. This river goes from the massive bay to the south called Maiden's Depths. That is a huge bay in the middle of this continent and then goes up north uh, through the kingdom of Calvier to the capital of Canterbury. So this can be a, uh, a stopping middle ground. In particular, your knowledge of this city of Almithra is that they are more lax with uh, restrictions and contraband and uh, taxes and such that a lot more mercantile traffic comes through here and then makes its way in different routes sometimes to the city, uh, the capital, Canterbury, up north. Uh, when needed. Um, so that is your situation. You are at the docks asking around. You come across an old crusty sailor by the name of Horkin. He is sitting on a chair, leaning back on a chair with a fishing rod over a smelly dock. You can hear some gulls screeching off in the distance. And he says, yep, my name's Horkin. Hello, Horkin. We were sent by the academy to uh, go out to this uh, this rod that's in like a few hundred yards off. This what? Could you give us passage to the lighthouse? I can. On behalf of the academy. All right. Themselves. But this ain't free. Yeah, the of academy course. said that you can build them. All right. When do you want to go? now all right and he gets up disgruntingly puts his fishing pole away and walks down uh, a little ladder towards a boat are you coming <laughs> i like this guy uh cole skips merrily down all right it is a small boat 
just able to fit the six of you exactly. Hmm. So it's great that Caven wasn't here at the exact moment. Uh, the six of you climb into the boat. It is a very small sailing boat with a simple little main sail uh, and then uh, some oars that he doesn't need to use. There is some wind, and he starts heading out. There is a name on the back of the back side of the boat that's called the Limp Shrimp. Uh, is the name of this little craft. And he gets the sail going, roars out, rows out a little bit, gets the sail going, and off you go, um, bobbing over the relatively gentle waters, uh, making your way there. You can see in the distance throughout some of these, uh, uh, in this giant lake, uh, some of these fishing boats, there is an area of an island off to the more north, the right side, where a bunch of the fishing guys are. But more in the central section is a more taller rock outcropping with a lighthouse on top uh, that has no light or anything rotating whatsoever. Um, and he's heading uh, out in that direction. Anything you guys want to do? Uh, I'd like to look to see if I can see a beacon that is not the lighthouse, like just floating out over the water to see if there's any light source or anything that I might be able to see that's up there. You see nothing. Didn't they give us something to see the ley lines with? Did you ask for that? Because they probably had it. We just needed to ask for it up front. I was writing stuff down. I wasn't really. <laughs> well, the cube would show the ley lines. Yeah. Wait. Oh, that's what we're he- Okay. That's what we're headed to? We're holding. We're holding. We were given the cube. Going ah, to the wonderful. tower. Excellent. So the mission You were is, writing this down, right? We were holding a cube. I was writing other things down at the time. Who's holding the cube? He's scribing one spell you, and right? taking Fiona notes. is like looking through the cube across the horizon, trying to see if she can see anything through it. <clears throat> you can. You cool. can see there is a faint sense of a line of energy uh multiple lines of faint energy that kind of come in like little pulses and hit in a central area a couple hundred yards to the east of the lighthouse about just over the water maybe uh seven or eight feet off the water they go there and then they either go back out the way they came or they head inwards uh two different lines into the city one to the southern section one to the northern section the friend of yours, Horkin, at the rudder says, better watch that water. We've got some uh, trouble around recently. Keep your eyes open. I see you've got weapons. What, what's what's trouble have you found? I haven't found anything. I didn't say well, that. Well, what have you heard about? I've heard that there have been goblins out here swimming around, sneaking on board boats. Really? That's what I heard. Oh. That's a wool. Scan the water in front of him and keep doing that for Okay. It. Terminator uh, targeting. Then Terminator, then yeah, kinda, Terminator targeting. Uh, Mr. Horkin, we're not going directly to the lighthouse. We want to, and then kind of, he, she gives him directions of where she's seen this, uh, this energy through the cube. All right. Um, Fiona, <clears throat> do you think that that might show us the magical fey lines that, uh, you experienced around the statue maybe before and perhaps a direction to what was happening previously perhaps we cruise by there on our way back well we won't the have cube. the cube oh we have to leave it here 
Was that the mission? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. I, saying, this, I was writing we, something down. <laughs> magical doodles are important. <laughs> now, we are taking the cube to that lighthouse there. Mm. We will place it within the lighthouse. Not no, that's wrong. <laughs> were you taking notes or were you scribing his spells? Wrong, wrong magical doodles, you got. It's off of the water. Yeah, we got to cover. It's you guys. Watch, watch her. She's, there's a she fishing does. pole. You guys. <laughs> Go ahead do that. Is the key to the entire mission. I'm certain of. They don't know anything. This artistic license meets dotty old man. <laughs> Uh, you guys are sailing out. The wind <clears throat> picks up, and you're making good speed there. And Horkin says, how far out do you want to go? Looking through the cube again. Uh huh. Are you gleaming through the cube? Yes, All right. oh, for sure. Christian Slatering it up. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, looking through the cube. You can still see these faint lines coming in. You see uh, no uh, yellow energy that you were uh, that was mentioned earlier. Though. Oh. Um, also, as you are carrying it, uh, you sense a strange sensation within you, and you feel a certain bit of strength and weakness about yourself, Fiona. You have increased your constitution save by plus two. All other saves are minus two. Whoa. Dang. And why is this? She, energy within the cube. She, she's holding the cube. And Constitution it plus two. Everything yeah, all else. other minus two. She knows. I'm it sure all. that'll she be fine. She should have used a kerchief. That won't come up at all <laughs> before you let go of the cube. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure nothing's about to happen. <laughs> okay. You all okay, right. Fiona? You're looking a little woozy. Oh, I feel great. Actually, yeah, it should be stronger. Feel awesome. You got sea legs like I never expected. Yeah. <laughs> the wind picks up even more, and you're making great speed heading out over there. And uh, you are uh, east of the lighthouse, right where those lines are converging. Uh, and you start calling out to Horkin to slow things down. He lowers the sail and says, are we anchoring here? Yeah. And he gets out an anchor and drops it with a big splash and has not asked a single question about anything you're doing. Um, and it's, fine. it's the kind of guy we like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of NPC we need more of. Uh, Ergus goes up to Horkin. When was the last time you, you experienced Goblin Bandits? Joy. <laughs> when was the last time you died? <laughs> he says, I've never seen goblins before you mentioned they scour these waters i've never seen goblins in these waters before and i doubt any goblins would ever be here this isn't goblin territory at all did he not say that i'm pretty sure he said that. he did state that there's been some rumor as such but only a rumor and then palik had asked him if he had Fiona uh, hmm. <laughs> had a. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> if I hear that name one more time, some damn season three runes. I <laughs> Whoa. I didn't say it. I didn't say it, dear boy. I'm right here. It was the voice inside of our heads that insulted her. <laughs> and our good Fiona said something to that effect, and he had just said that 
that's just the rumor around, and he had never seen them. Best keep an eye out. Aragus will kind of keep his eye on the water well, yes. while this is happening. Uh, make a perception roll. Uh, you get a okay. four. Nah, if you get fifteen, you might see something. Jeez. Okay, how about a sixteen? With a sixteen, <laughs> you see setting out from the lighthouse is a small boat with three goblins on it, heading right towards you. Pirates! There are pirates amongst. No, I just did. Uh, goblins approach. No. Says Horkin, not even looking. <laughs> I He's fishing. I assure you, there are three at least. I'm not a tall man, but I can see that. He leans back, continues fishing. Goblins! You're moving his head? Yeah, I move his head. Uh, he takes your hands off and he says, well, I'll be... That's Willoughby. And yeah. he starts pulling anchor. No. We, we, we. Leave the anchor in, sir. We will it's just be goblins. He drops the anchor confusedly. There's three of them. Once they hit 90 feet, we should be just Six fine. of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, just really quickly, I'll just say, Valamir, do you see them? I do, indeed. And I have a plan for them. Very well. As I always have a plan for them. Keep an eye out, Fiona. Well, I, I'm busy. You you guys are more than capable. Yes. Yeah. Carry on. <coughs> so she's trying to focus, uh, looking through this cube as she's still not seeing any yellow energy. You look to the cube, you do not see any yellow energy, unfortunately. Um, weird. No. What you do see is... Oh, it's actually 110 feet that I have. A arrow coming your way. Oh shoot! A thin, nasty, jaggedy little goblin arrow is shot. Their short bows have more range than you just called out for. They have a range of eighty, max range of three hundred and twenty feet. And disadvantagedly, they attack with uh, the general boat. Area uh, that is going to be a miss to anyone. Uh, the arrows, I'll say two, come your way. Um, clicking on the wrong button. There we go. Uh, do, 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 do. And no, second one misses as well. Splashing in the water. You can hear off in the distance. Come back, come back. Uh, they are, one of them's rowing and they're going slow and this wind is not helping them at all. Valamir. 110 feet is our destination, is our distance to target. Do we move to them or wait for no, them? No, wait for them. Uh, to Fiona's command, we don't move at all just yet. Horkin, are they coming from the lighthouse? You like, can see they came What's that from... lighthouse? Does anybody man that lighthouse? Yep. Goblins? <laughs> yep. No. Oh. Okay. It's weird. It looks like they're coming from there, but no worries. And then she goes back to trying to, I mean, she makes a vessel stand in her way, so no more arrows are going to come flying past <laughs> her. Fair head. enough. All right. Vessel, you are struck, I believe, with a, not a 20, yeah, 23 to hit. Oh, with 23? disadvantage. Roll a 19 and a 20. Shoot. A lucky arrow from far away strikes you. For a total of four points of piercing damage. Um, Stay on target. Horkin 
grabs nope. the rope to the anchor. Nope, nope, nope. Do we move towards them? How far away are they now? They are 200 feet away. They have four more arrows they can fire at you to get within, what was your range? Uh, 110. Yeah, four more arrows. <clears throat> Sound good? Four more arrows as... Aragus would say to Vessel, prepare your shield, Vessel. Let uh, Valamir prepare. And Aragus will, like, clap his hands really big and a blade ward will appear in front of him. For a turn? Yeah. Okay. Uh, little blades fly around the bard in a tight boat, but no one gets hurt when more arrows are fired in. That does not count. More arrows are fired. There's disadvantage. Whoosh. Um, who wants to take a blow? Uh, Vessel. Cole. Cole, Cole will jump in. Cole, is an 18 enough to hit you? Yes, that is my armor class. Oh, then you are hit. With, uh, with your shield? Oh, you don't. No, with your shield? Because you would have your shield out, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's armor class 18. So it's cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's figured, figured it. I got it back, yeah. Um, that would have missed so, me. Uh, Cole, you oh, are hit right. for... I will roll the damage. Uh, five points of piercing. Yikes. Big hit. Shoo. Uh, Cole's going to use his Stone's Endurance oh. as a reaction. So when I take uh, damage, I'm going to reduce it by a D12 plus 3. Oh, that's going to be huge. As I'm uh, kind of... When, when I feel it coming in, I just kind of really stiffen up my muscles and really go stone-like and uh, prevent them from coming through. And that is... Stop landing on the edge. Uh, that's for 10 damage redu reduction. All right, so no damage from you whatsoever. The other arrows miss, and one of the arrows goes awry, and the middle goblin slays the lead goblin, accidentally shooting uh -huh. him in the back of the head. <laughs> oh, that should make oh. things slightly easier. Fiona sees her friend getting hit by arrows and gets frustrated and pulls out her crossbow and is going to shoot some arrows of her own. All right, what's the range on your crossbow? Same, 800, or er, uh, 80, Whoa. 320. Okay, you can get three shots off. At, uh, disadvantage. disadvantage. Uh... 12. Misses. 21. Hits. Uh, 17. Hits. Damn. You're going to hit the same guy twice. Seven damage is what you need in total. Uh, uh, yeah, four and six. Four and six. Shoo, shoo. You fire your crossbow. And this fires magical bolts? Mm -hmm. Like little laser energy type They're a little like, uh, almost like, like lightning bolts. Okay, cool. Like purple <laughs> lightning. All right, you zap like. uh, the goblin uh, in the middle now, who's no longer in the middle, he's in the lead, and he stands up, ah, and then you get a better shot and strike him again, and he gets shot, collapses onto the last one with the oars, who pushes him off into the water with a splash and is now trying to oar with one oar quickly to turn around very slowly and make his way back to the uh, lighthouse uh, rock outcropping. That's right. Now, do we chase them? Well, we gotta figure this out first, and then, then we can we can go. We'll get the little limp shrimp over there. He is the 140 house. feet slowly going out. Uh, are you going to continue to shoot at him? Sure. He is killed. At some <laughs> point, <laughs> enough. Perfect. No, no, no. He keeps going as hard as he can, but after a hail of these little, I'm very levels. much hurt. So. <laughs> 
Valamir has this pinch of sand in his hand. He looks at Bleak angrily and throws it down. Your only material component. What does he look at? Fiona. Fiona. Damn it, Fiona. Ley lines are messing with your brain. Valamir's like, I see time in the past. Uh, Fiona, you look around and see. Make an arcana roll 18. And if Valamir at this stage can help Fiona, uh, you can. Uh, this is her while before okay. she was doing that stuff. 16. 16. Uh, you see no sign of anything yellow or unusual. This is so weird. Like, this isn't what they told us we would find at all. What do you see? Nothing. No, no, well, I don't see any of the yellow beams, the yellow energy that we're talking about. It's just this, like, these lines of, of white energy. May I take a look through the... Of course. Cube. You sure you don't want to take it to the lighthouse? Nothing. There's a call back to you two. <laughs> I'm aware. <Splash>. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can what we drop her into the lake? What was Jeez. what was what was the name of the stone and uh, from from the Titanic that the lady threw in the heart of the ocean? Heart heart of the ocean. Heart of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cube goes in. <laughs> what are you trying to do, Valamir? Um, detect the yellow line. See what's going on there. See what might be amiss with the teleporter. That would be the same high arcana roll. Good luck. Can Aragus yep. help? It was 18. I should have. Are you I proficient in Arcana? DM Inspiration. Yeah. Uh, yes. Are, you're checked in there? He? Yes. All right. Both of you can roll, and we'll take the highest roll. And it's his modifier, though. I mean, Don't add your modifier. Mine? It's his. No. Oh, so yours is raw. Check. You want mine, anyways? Uh, I rolled a 19. Okay. We'll take Woo! that. Um, <clears throat> so plus five to that. So that would be a 24. Oh. Nice. You detect... It's in the lighthouse! <laughs> <laughs> you detect no yellow magic whatsoever, but can see there is strange magic brewing over the lighthouse. Dark clouds are gathering directly over it, and there is a lash of thunder, and you sense that is even where the wind is coming from, and that goblin boat with no one on board is slowly just getting pushed away. Free boat! Mm-hmm. It's goblin make, but whatever. Um, and there's nothing here that we were supposed like like the things that we were supposed to see are just not there at all. Like there's no crystal to touch or anything. There's nothing physical to touch. There's no yellow energy that you have seen. I think something's going on. Yes. We should probably head to the lighthouse to investigate. Yeah. Parkins, <laughs> to the <Yes>. lighthouse. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Just give me a second here. <laughs> it came from behind. <laughs> we see an arrow in his neck. <laughs> that was a Star Wars reference. <laughs> it's part of my go to four real quick. <laughs> Um, he says, uh, what? What do you want? To the lighthouse, good sir. Chop, chop. Uh, that up, looks... Up anchor. That looks mighty dangerous. Sure is. Let's have it. That's gonna cost extra. No problem. How much extra? Four more silver. 
Charge this. Charge the academy eight silver. All right. He raises the anchor with gusto. <laughs> Did you just use a knuckle duster? <laughs> no, the 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 little checking yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's 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 a that's a knuckle duster. All right. He brings up the uh, the the anchor and uh, starts tacking into the wind towards the lighthouse. You see the. Uh, lightning is starting to lash out and rain is starting to pour but he's able to make his over there it takes a long time uh you avoid though any uh proximity to the uh goblin boat uh but you get closer and closer to a small old little dock of very thin nature that's never used and he is able to finally uh get you close to that and says hop off and uh, tie the line there big guy yep and uh, Cole leaps from the boat. All right. Uh, and you tie the boat down, and uh, he helps secure it then and says, I'm waiting here. Who's the lighthouse keeper? Beldis. Beldis? Okay. Yeah, you wait here. We'll be back pretty quick. If you take longer than an hour, it's going to cost extra. That's fine. You know, Hobbs meter. Still. <laughs> We're going to lose our apartment at the Academy. <laughs> and uh, you guys disembarked. This is a rocky outcropping that has a singular lighthouse on top. It's very slick with a big, bouldery-looking uh, stones, very worn down. Almost looks like man-made stones from something that used to be here that has crumbled down and then centuries later they built a, uh, a proper lighthouse on top of it. The lighthouse itself though is old, not uh, appearing to be operational at all. It's just maybe 30, 40 feet high, but the rock outcropping brings it up. Uh, you also note several of the fishermen, not all, but have also started to make their way back to the bay due to the wind and the weather as you guys head toward the lighthouse. And while all this has been going on, um... Valamir has cast Mage Armor upon himself. Mage Armor. All right. You guys are approaching the lighthouse. You go in through the uh, door or you knock on the door. Yes. I would I would have everyone knock. So I'd, I'd knock first. There's right. goblins. We... Wait, we're all taking turns explain knocking? Explain to our lighthouse, to the, if, if it is the lighthouse keeper in here. City guard, city guard. Explain. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hurt to knock. It might, but okay. You afraid of goblins? Make it a goblin knock, Cole. I'm not afraid of goblins, <laughs> I will knock but I do believe style. in Good tactical oh, advantage, as it were. But carry on. Are there uh, uh, battlements or anything uh, goblin make that's out here on the lawn, if you will, of Scraps the? Uh, no, but that brings a good point that might change your approach, Cole. You see the door has been attacked mercilessly recently, so chips are missing from it. Oh. So it's an old door, but now you can see like um, more raw-ish wood underneath that's not unvarnished, um, hacked apart. Not by axes or anything, just crude weapons over and over again. Uh, okay, so... Keeping it locked. Definitely been keeping them out. Looks like they've just been hanging out in here. Is uh, it locked? <laughs> great question, Vessel. Uh, Cole was getting ready to knock, reaches for the handle. Yes. And uh, pushes the door open. It opens with a loud creak. Uh, I 
commit to it and creak the whole thing open. Okay, uh, you creak it all open. It is a big, wide tower uh, with a couple of uh, pillars inside. It's got some uh, lanterns that are lit in there. And you can hear the squabbling, whispering voices of the goblin language just inside, hiding out of view. Does anyone speak goblin? I was just no. looking. No. Goblin I, don't I don't have languages on I'm my... Sure I don't. I only, well, I do, but I thought I was supposed to pick I one, but I never... Close. Never been added. I speak I what it was. Oh, it's just close to Goblin? <laughs> this might be the exact opposite. How dare you, sir? Um, oh, I got, I got a glare from Chris. This is arrogant. You have 17 generations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it may not, but I, I thought I... No. No gobbledygook. That's exactly what it sounds like. Um, Valamir will listen for all the sounds for a little while and try and get a central point of like between the sounds. And once he has that, I plan on doing something. Um, uh, okay. Are you going to just kind of listen and wait, just try and stay stealthy and not be seen. It's just goblins. And we're inside the door. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. The door. Are you doing it from outside? Because then still okay. it doesn't matter, but it's hard to hear because of all the rain so that's coming. So the back. door opened. We hear them talking. Uh-huh, and then it gets quiet. Okay. So from wherever they were talking, can I basically tell where that was? You may know. You cannot. Sorry. All right. Fuck it. <laughs> the wizard mind. Oh, wait. That's a, it's It's got to be a small room, though, right? It is not. It's actually a wide-ish a squat tower. It's not the most ideal uh, lighthouse construction. Okay. I'm going in. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm coming inside. And I duck under and then stand up inside. All right. You stand up inside and you see there's, again, the room with about five different pillars in here. There's a bunch of pooled water. There's uh, cracks and openings in some of the walls and ceiling. There's daylight also coming in, but a lot of uh, rain is still pouring in as well. As you do so, you hear more goblin. Ah! And uh, some arrows start flying and clattering along the walls behind you. And we have some combat on our hands, my friends. Okay. Uh, let's go to activate on our battle map. And if you want to check out this battle map, you can go to our YouTube channel and see the map unfold there. Jeremy does a great job of panning around the action and zooming in as we go. Uh, um, or you can also... Uh, check us out live next time on Twitch and see the map there if you're so kindly interested. What are you holy crapping over there? Yeah, it's a little bigger than I imagined, but we're just going to roll with it. Can we start in the middle? <laughs> nope. Nope. It's a little. It's not. All right. There are several uh, goblins here, larger ones, hobgoblins to be exact, with slightly better armored with some bows and swords. And it is your turn. And it is Aragus. You're up first. Aragus, the bard. It's a big, huge circle. How wide is our <clears throat> diameter of this giant circle? Use that tool you just had there, sir. Yep. 
It is a mere hundred feet. feet. <clears throat> it's a hundred feet. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can see some large pools of water. Those will be difficult terrain, taking twice as much to get through. A um, couple fallen brick. Can we see any of them? Is it? Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I will first move twenty. How shallow is the? Is that water in front of us? Yeah, it's just difficult terrain. Okay. Oh, terrible. Um, <laughs> I will get up to the middle spire, as close to that as I can get. Center stalagmite, I believe. Could be a stalagmite. Yeah, right behind it, so I can see one of the creatures. Do I have to see them is the question. What are you trying to do? Uh, I'm trying to use my Bane magic ability. Um, there, It's a 30-foot range. You're not within 30 feet. Of any of them? There's... Yeah, the one behind the pillar you're within 30 feet. But I think I have to have... Yeah, you have to be able to target line of sight. that. You have oh. to have line of sight? All, all, all spells. You have They're all hiding. Jesus. Um, says, <laughs> what good is this magic if I, I have to it. see well, things? It's a very large room. I was not expecting that for a lighthouse. Um, well, I do... you do see the cool little rain Expect effect? the unexpected. Mm -hmm. no. Oh, where? Oh, the it's, rain effect. It's top oh, down. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah I see, see it. Um... Can you zoom in, Chris? I'm blind, apparently. Um, can you stop? It's like over there. No. <laughs> <Can you laughs> I'm, being, I'm being given directions from multiple sorry, people. Sorry. Mine is a tertiary thing. You don't know uh, the one I can see. How far away is he from me, please? You can see that guy at 50 feet. Oh, thank God. And that okay. guy at 40 <laughs> feet. So you have a guy at 50 or 40 that you can see, because you can see that guy as well. I will go to... Um, Make him bigger. I can. There we go. The one that's furthest yeah, to the north awesome. uh, west. You know. I'm going to target oh, okay. that goblin. Let me reduce the density of that. Oh, that's cool. What are you going to target him with, Aragus? Uh, my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer never to <laughs> hear that statement again. That's <laughs> wrong and 100% true at the same time. Um, I just say to the... Are, what are they wearing? Are they wearing... Just like garment, like clothes, just like uh, rag. No they, have, uh, no, they have armor on these guys. Oh, do. good. Um, I stare at the one uh, to the northwest and I say, did you pick out that armor yourself? I've seen better rags on a pedestal made of poop. <laughs> I cast vicious mockery against... <laughs> Joke's on you. It was can, my can, pedestal. Can you, Chris, ping which one he's talking about? I'm not northwest sure. Northwest up there, Ping. please. Just hold. Ah, yeah. That one right, right there? Okay, yep. got it. All right, great. And uh, he has to make a save? There's a wisdom saving throw. Okay, wisdom saving throw coming. Target 12. Um, uh, I like how you asked that question because there's more than what we know about. Uh, all right. Uh, he got a 16 and resists the all vicious right. mockery. Is that a, that was a cantrip though, right? Yeah. So it wasn't a big spell. Um, so that's not a huge, terrible loss. Uh, uh, all right, next up For is... For my bonus action. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, I do nothing. Cole, you're up. Okay. Ah, Cole's going to rush forward. Uh, just straight ahead. Oh, can I also add, maybe as your bonus action, Ergus, you should also say again, I told you so. 
about the lighthouse. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not close enough to them yet. I'm waiting till they're in pain. You you like said it directly, like, I'm pretty confident the whole thing is in the lighthouse. And we're like, nah, that guy wasn't listening. Um, I'm not speaking to them right now. <laughs> it's kind of the vibe. <laughs> uh, straight in the middle through the water. I think there was someone so up there. Hard, difficult terrain. You'll get to there, right? Yep. Is that close enough to anything? It doesn't. I, ah, ah! <laughs> you I were see. Just out of range of the guy. What a jerk. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna make him come to me. And I will hold my, my second action. I'll get there. Oh, you know what? No, that's not true. I, that's yeah, not what I would do at all. Shooting arrows. Uh, Cole's uh, going to run right up next to him. So that's a move move? Move move. Okay. Show him the morning star. That's it? Okay. That's it. Uh, next up is Vessel. You're to the south like everyone else. Goody, goody. Uh, range to the individuals around me. Oh, uh, to party. friendly. Yeah. Uh, Fiona, what? Friendly or enemy? 5, 10, friendly. 15. 5, 10, 15 Who friendly. And 35. Enemy 50. Enemy 60. Uh, I'm going to move uh, <clears throat> move forward. Right there. Stop. I should be range 30. Who's at the bottom there? Bottom right. That's Valamir. Oh, that's you? Um, <laughs> my range to you still remain 30? Or did but I move you're too far? So 25. Old. 25? Perfect. Uh, I'm casting Blessing. Uh, that'll go to... Cole. That'll go to Fiona. That'll go to... <clears throat> Everybody, uh, right? It, it's three creatures I have oh. to choose. Okay. What does it do? Uh, oh, I can't wait for this. It is uh, puts advantage on them for attacks and saving throws. For how long? One minute concentration. Nice. Wow. That's super strong. You, you said plus one? No. No. Oh, advantage. Uh, thank you. Oh, God. That's better. Uh, and uh, blah, 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 blah. I have Cole. Uh, sorry, Eric. I guess it's got to go to Valamir. I love you, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, uh, and Vessel casts that blessing and holds still. Uh, I don't have that as advantage. Do I have an old one on here? Mm -hmm. I have it as a D4. Oh, is it D4? I might have read yeah, it Yeah, I think that, that that seems awful powerful for Very a powerful. first level spell. Ba -ba 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 -bum. Whenever a target anything. makes an attack roll saving throw, the target can it is. a D4. Uh, sorry, it is a D4, uh, but it's continuous yeah. um, for, that, for that time. So okay. sorry about that, but yeah. All right, next up are the Hobgoblins themselves. They unleash. Uh, there are four of them. I'm sorry. There are four of them in total here in this battle, and they are unleashing some arrows. Uh, the first, they're going to fire upon the closest guy staying in the middle in the puddle of water is Cole, and they are going to shoot some arrows at you, Cole. Uh, and an arrow comes flying through the air with a 17 to hit. Miss. Misses, but close, right? Close, it yeah. Attacks your shield. 18. Uh, another one is going to shoot at Aragus. He doesn't have a... No, he's got a line of sight. He's going to shoot at you, Cole. Uh, and that is oh, a terrible miss. Uh, a third one close to you drops his bow in the water and draws his sword and attacks. Let's go. Shh. 
and almost a natural 20. Instead, it's a total of 19. Ah, oh, hits! Six points of slashing, drawing blood. The last hobgoblin is also going to shoot. He's to the northwest behind some light cover, and he is going to shoot at Cole. Everything against Cole this turn. Oh, my goodness. 22 to hit. Oh, wow. hits again. Seven points of piercing. <laughs> Using my stone's endurance for the second one, tucking up after that uh, uh, first cut comes in. How many How many times can you do that? I can do it twice per long rest. Wow. And I reduce that by six. So you took one, one point, point of damage on that, long, that wow. arrow. That's beautiful. That's great. Valamir. All right. Lovely. Um, ah. Quick question. Uh, what, is there a size difference between goblins and hobgoblins? Uh, yeah. Uh, hobgoblins are medium. They're okay. bigger. Meteor. Cool. So Valamir will move kind of forward, kind of joining uh, uh, just a little bit behind Aragus. And then there's a spot about doo -doo -doo, right about there. Um <laughs> And so the spot, do you see what I'm pointing at? I Tom? do. Okay. In between um, two hobgoblins. Yeah. So Valamir pulls out his pinch of sand. He's been waiting all <laughs> afternoon. Ever since the boat. Gets Fiona the there for tonight. <laughs> and then says, oozy poozy, woozy doozy. And, and like never... blows the sand, oh, 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 and the sand spreads out in the air, floats over to the hobgoblins, uh -huh. and hopefully puts them to sleep. <laughs> to sleep. Wow. They're going to have advantage if you keep saying words like that. They can hear it coming. Like, they it's the woozy one. <laughs> and they don't get any save. This is pure hit points this that is, you're rolling. Yeah, I roll 5d8. So weird. And I'd also oh, like to note wow. that he's a wizard. He made that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not natural like it is for me. <laughs> So it is going to be a, uh, let's see, that's 10, 18, 21, 25. Ooh. Do I get to add the D4 to that? No, it's okay. attack roll. Yeah, 25. Kind of All right. So, uh, ascending up, uh, gobble up their current hit points, starting with the creature with the lowest. Goblins gobble it up. Um, they fall unconscious until the spell ends, which lasts a minute, or they take any damage or someone else will wax them up. All right. How much did you do? Wax them up? Wakes them up. Oh, wakes 25. Both of them drop unconscious. Nice. 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 Wow. Dreaming of faraway goblin-y places. Dream of large women. Nice. Fiona. A quick question. I'm no longer in possession of that cube. Mm -hmm. Am I still a disadvantage, or am I still uh, have my constitution? That is transferred over to Valamir. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move up. Uh, Behind that pillar to the northeast to get some cover. Yep, yep. And then I'm gonna okay. shoot at uh, that that goblin straight up. Straight up there. All right. Yeah. North. Is that nice. good? Yep. We yep. can even give you more cover by doing Behind, that, and yeah. you can still we'll say you have line of sight on there. Okay. Ugh, Eleven to hit. Eleven yeah, plus four as well. A D four. You don't lose it. You can just keep using it. Uh, 13 to hit. Is a miss. Perfect. <laughs> that was so worth it. Uh, all right. Um, we're of a new round. Ergus, back to me. Um, sleeping? Up there? Uh, both these guys in the northwest are asleep, so we're only facing the guy that is next to Cole and then another guy to the northeast that is firing most. Yes. Yeah, boy. Can I get to the one fighting Cole with difficult terrain? 
Not quite. How about a move move? With a move move, yes. Because you can get, well, maybe, away. I think you can get there. No, okay, so nope. before I do that, I want to ask, if I move into the same space as the Hobgoblin, which is an ability I have as a halfling, oh. I want to pick up the bow that he dropped. You may do that as part of your move action. I will do that. Move, move, into, underneath him. <laughs> so nuts! <laughs> Stands peeking through. I lost mine, I'll take it. Well! <laughs> you snap, you're underneath, between his legs, you pick up his bow. Ready when you are! And you're going to shoot vertically <laughs> on your next it, it, I don't know if it's a short bow or not, but okay. I'm going to pick it up as a uh, weapon. All right. Uh, not oh. cool, dude. <laughs> I think very cool. Uh, and as my bonus action, yes. I will say, Cole, make it count. And you have a bardic inspiration. Yeah! That lasts D6 10 minutes? for 10 minutes. You have a plus that D6 to attack rolls, ability checks, saving throws. You can call that result after... Um, you roll the dice, but before the result. Now here's the question: called. Will the well, D4 and work the D6 work together? Yes, the D4 is constant. The D6 is one use. Okay. All right, that could so. get crazy, you guys. Nice. So uh, I'm gonna take that advantage and swing and a hit. I think for 13. So, with 13. a D. Oh wait, 14. Did you add the D4? You did. Yeah, the D4. Why 14. He parries that with his sword. Shoot. That would have been a really, really D4 big hit, and too. And a D6, and you missed? He didn't do the D6. I didn't, I didn't have the D6 on that one. Oh, okay. All right. Next up, unless you're moving, is Vessel. Uh, no, I'll stay put. All right. Uh, Can I hit safely? Safely? Uh, the creature that Aragus is... Under. Aragus is providing no cover whatsoever. Unless it's an area effect spell, you're fine. Okay. But roll a 20 and that whole story changes. Or a 1. <laughs> or a 1, sorry. Or a one. One. Yeah, yeah. Not a 20. That would be the opposite. Like, what, what game am I playing today? <laughs> well, you, you've set this curse in motion, so let's see what happens. What are you doing? With Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame. Is. I get a plus 5 on my spell attack, so I think it's a 20. Uh, sacred wow. I thought that was another. Oh no! It's your. Save. It's your save. Yeah. What kind of save? Dex. Uh, Dex thirteen. Uh, Dex thirty save. All right. Um, he tries to dodge out of the way. Let's see if he is successful with a Dex save. With a halfling between his legs. It's a little. <laughs> I'm gonna give him disadvantage. That's some... So he just rolled a nineteen on the first roll. Oof. Uh, and on the second roll, nah, sixteen total. Sixteen. Sidesteps no it. A little singed hair around Aragus, but it's put out by the rain dripping down through. This guy's Hobgoblin's turn. There is one to the northeast that got attacked by Fiona. He is also going to get some cover. Let's if I know he he's going to lean around. No, he can't. He won't be able to see you. It'll be too much. He is going to shoot at the cleric. He fires away. You're supposed to aim at me! <laughs> uh, pinning that. He fires away with his bow at uh, Vessel. Jeez, with a total of 20 and 8 points of piercing damage. That's a hit. Oh, gosh. I'll take the 8. What's your maximum hit points? Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 2. I'm going to roll my hero point if I can. What are you doing? DM inspiration. Preventing the um, concentration break. Oh, concentration break. Gotcha. For the bless. 19 on that. I'm good. 
Uh, bless holds, and I take eight points of damage. All right. The other two hobgoblins northwest are asleep. The one in the puddle uh, parries your blow, Cole, and steps a wide step away. Uh, he unrikers Aragus and then <laughs> swings down and strikes you for a total of 20. Uh, Aragus, six Cole points of slashing. uses his reaction of interception. Oh! Interception lets me reduce the damage to you by 1d10 plus 2, which is, in this case is max of 12. No damage dealt whatsoever. Ching. I see it come down, and then I see a morning star. <laughs> yeah. Because my hand reaches oh, out your and hand. just yeah. catches. It's like the scene from Highlander. <laughs> what kept you? Uh, and that just burns your reaction. Correct. And you can do wow. that endlessly? Endlessly. Wow. Uh, that's it for their turn. That's beautiful. Valamir. All right. Uh, oh, crap. That was a lot save. of damage it. Valamir will head to the northwest. He'll move his full move of 30 feet, I believe, over here. Uh, so he's to the left of, um, uh, like, Aragus and everybody else. And I'm going to cast a Firebolt at the Hobgoblin that... Aragus and Cole are in melee with. All right. I'm rolling my extra plus four. Uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That is going to be a 16 to hit. 16 to hit is a miss. What in the hell? Uh, did you, you did a plus four as well? Okay. Yeah. Oh, 16. All right. Fiona. How about uh, a, actually a 17? I'm so sorry. 17? Yes, really 17, actually, because I added four and it's a five. Is a miss. Dang, son. Some strong goblins. Yeah, Fiona's going to peek out behind the pillar and take a shot at uh, that guy in, in the, the north. north. All right. Oh, with a 17. 17 is a miss. Shoot. Shoot, shoot. Aragus. Underneath the guy. Uh, wait, cut. Wasting no time, I'm going to try to fire at him with the short bow. It is a long bow. You oh, can't shoot. It'll be a disadvantage. Okay, I drop it immediately. Okay. <laughs> uh, this garbage. Yeah. Um, it was my mother's. I will say to the creature next to me. Above and, you. Up, yeah, up, up, above me. And um, to the other creature um, on the other side of the pillar. To the northeast? To the northeast. Okay. Um, I'm going to do my, what is the spell that I have called? Dissonant Whisper Spell. This is a more powerful kind of version of the Vicious Mockery. Um, <clears throat> and I just say to them, Are you always this stupid? Yes. Or is it just today? All right, and they have to make a... That is a wisdom saving throw. All right, this is a big spell for you, level one spell. It is. And they're making wisdom saves, these two guys. Here's the guy furthest from you, okay. making a wisdom save. And he gets, what's his target number? Well, oh, 14 total. They've made every single tough. one. Yeah, they have. These guys uh, are tough. This is not uh, easy. And the one closest to you, right above you, gets a three and fails oh miserably. wow okay that is three d6 of really, psychic really well. damage ah! nice. my mouse whispering uh he also has to run as far away from me as physically possible 
Uh, so two, three, nine points of damage, psychic damage to be exact. All right. He grabs his pain and agony. And um, its reaction, it does have a reaction, is to move as far as its speed will allow. It will race recklessly away from you. Cole is rolling an attack of opportunity. Allowed. Didn't you burn your reaction? He did. Oh, I did. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Aragus is preparing to <laughs> slice Thank him you. with a dagger. And where is he running? As an attack of opportunity. Um, I cannot. I'm going to move you, Aragus. I'm just going to move you there. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for his uh, just like the uh, his calf muscle or something, like just behind the knee. You want to do a little nut tap? <laughs> <laughs> All right, make little him attack. <laughs> Uh, attack roll with a dagger is a total of eight. <laughs> eight is a swipe and a miss. You Jesus catch nothing Christ. but water and you miss. Cole, it is your turn. Your reaction refreshes now. Okay. Keep running. Swipe. I want. Come back here. <laughs> um, Cole will chase him. <coughs> is that the first hit of Disney Whispers? Uh, yes. I think so. I think it's the first time no. that one. No. Oh, 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 oh. Successful save is half damage and doesn't move. You still get to roll your damage on the other guy. Oh, okay, great. Oh, nice. And doesn't move. So he doesn't try to run away, but yeah. still hurts. Guy. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did not read the whole thing uh, completely. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, so half damage would be 6, 9, 11. So what is that? Uh, 5? Five points of damage, okay. Psychic damage, yes, All right. sir. So you did some nice damage. Wait, you to multiple dudes? Dissonant whispers. Oh, it's. Oh, I'm sorry. It's only one creature. Yeah. So, so that the, guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. We're good. All right. All right. Uh, Cole chases him. Get back here. You're not dead. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna add my bardic inspiration. Let's see if this hits him. Oh, it's not gonna do it. Seventeen. Seventeen is a hit. <laughs> nice. As he is not focused, is running scurriedly away and not trying to deflect. That is a strike. Takes five damage and from you my morning cut star. Cut him down. He is yeah. gone. Nice. Vessel. Uh, Vessel needs to. He'll take a pot shot at the guy who's uh, trying to uh, get some cover there. <clears throat> this is a sacred flame, and uh, it's a dex 13. Dex save. He will get a bonus with some cover there. Uh, he gets no bonus with this spell. Damn. It is sacred flame. So the image is the. Flame jets out, smacks into the cover that he has, forms a nice little rune, and then on the other side, exact opposite, forms the rune, and the bolt passes through okay. in his face. Uh, he rolled an 11 deck save. And he can eat eight, or up to eight points of damage here. Eight points of damage. Wow. Yeah. Big hit. Blah! He's on fire for a bit, and the rain puts it out, and he is badly hurt. Uh, I am running to take cover behind the much larger... The lag tights, the lag might on the ground. Or in the middle. There you go. Just give me as much so I can get cover. There you go. Um, this hobgoblin here is going to protect his friends and shoot at Cole's back uh, with his bow. A big arrow comes your way and all just clatters aimlessly with a total of three. Yeah. Uh, hobgoblin's asleep. Hobgoblin's asleep. Valamir. Uh, Valamir is going to step up bravely beside Cole there, and he is going to hold his palm, his hand out, palm up, a little flame forms on it, and he whirls his hand around, and then doop, 
tosses it towards the hobgoblin. All right. And then casting Firebolt. And that is going to be a 26 to hit. Holy smokes! Because I, I rolled a 19, I rolled a 2 on the Bardic Inspiration, I get a plus 5. Ooh. So. That is a hit. Your Bardic Inspiration is a D6. I'm sorry, not Bardic Inspiration, oh, but the well, Blessing. blessing. Well, Eight points of damage. And he is killed. All hobgoblins that are uh, awake are killed. The rain continues to drop down. You have two asleep hobgoblins next to you. Uh, I'm very curious of what you're going to do next, but we will have to find out next time as we will stop there for tonight. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are leaving here trapped at the bottom of a tower, uh, making their way. There is a stairwell, not on our map, that goes up. Uh, and uh, there is more excitement that will await us. Uh, until then, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. -bye.